Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Audio Roulette Podcast. This is just a little tiny, brief little thingamabobber at the very beginning of the finale episode of the year of Audio Roulette. Um, just once again, I want to say thank you so much to everybody that's been listening, to everybody that's supported, to everybody that has you know joined the Phantoms Discord, to everybody that has made fan art, to everybody that has shared it on their stories to get it. It's been a wild year, and we're not even at a full year of doing the podcast, and I just can't believe I can't believe any of it um so thank you all so much for listening for sharing it for laughing with us um 2020 was a lot of shit but it was good in a lot of ways and one of those ways was making this podcast and being able to meet all of y'all so uh I know from soap and from Travis we both we all the three of us are very appreciative um, at the very end of this episode you're gonna get to hear uh Travis's new song boats so uh, stick around after it. It's a long-ass episode, but it's well worth it. So, yeah, once again, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, make sure to check out all the links in our description. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Follow our music. Uh, go check out Nuh. And, uh, yeah, so let's get right into the video. I, too, have a list. <laughs> I made it in, like, ten minutes, but... Yep, I've been doing it for the last hour. <laughs> I made mine while my pizza was cooking. I did mine while helping my dad renovate. <laughs> <laughs> so, are we gonna do question mark first, or? I don't. I don't know. I literally pressed record right at that moment. And you were like, "I made it ten minutes." <laughs> no. <laughs> well. <laughs> uh, I guess we'll do it that. Uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Audio Roulette Podcast, the only podcast on the internet that has decided they are going to do not just an album review, not just a multiple album review, not doing a rating system for all the albums and everything, but we are doing a year-end finale for every music lover and crack addict that loves watching this show, <laughs> listening to this show, whatever. And we are going There's to... There's a heavy overlap in those categories. <laughs> lots of overlap, you know, lots of uh, um, fan base crossover, you know? Uh, that's that's what I'm going for. Um, Is that what we, you call that? <laughs> for the first time in probably, what, five episodes? We have all three of us together from the beginning of the episode. And uh, we are going to review for the very grand finale of the year. Uh, I can't believe it's already going to be 2021. In like, I don't like that knowledge being inside my head. Isn't it like 11 days? It's only like 11 days from when we're recording this. So we're we're recording this in advance because as everyone has already heard, we did the floof episode with me and Travis interviewing the floofs last episode or last week. And so we record this on our normal scheduled time. And uh, so from right now, it's about 11 days. And I don't like that. I really don't like it. It really feels like just yesterday we were uh, all on the phone talking about uh, <clears throat> uh, New Year's, and I was getting called Daddy 30 minutes into 2020. So <laughs> I forgot about that. Dude, it scarred me. Oh, it scarred it's so me. fitting because the first song I listened to as New Year's came around was Fast by, by Juice. That was the first song I listened to. And I listened it was to Fuck, and <gasps> l- 2020 did fuck it up. All right? They <laughs> fucked up a lot. <laughs> You got to fuck it up, don't you know? Fuck I fuck it up! <laughs> <laughs> I fuck it up! 
Um, hey, hey. Okay, so like I have to say, uh, we're gonna be reviewing Question Mark. We're gonna end the year with a great album review that we've been talking about. I gotta say, I love Question Mark. Like, oh, too. It is such a good album. And I love the intro part where he's like, yeah, if you don't like uh, Alternative, um, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Get the back. only reason I don't like that song is whenever you throw the album on shuffle and it's like the second song you get, you're in the car already, you can't really change the song, and you're like, oh, fuck, it's like, I know Which X. One? Moonlight? I know. No, uh, the introduction. Oh. Yeah, when <laughs> Every time I shuffle oh, this man. album, the second or third song I get is always the introduction. I'm like, I know X, please. <laughs> There's only Please, there's I only one it. song on here that I don't like, and it sort of has grown on me. But we'll, we'll get to that. Um, there's one I don't like too. I, I feel like we have the same one. I bet I'm betting it is. I, I, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. So for those of y'all that don't know, Question Mark was X's album that had the hit song "Sad" on it, and uh, it was fantastic. Uh, I I've seen so much about it, and I've listened to "Sad" so many times. Uh, I, I fucking love the song. The song's amazing. But I haven't really listened to very much past it. And uh, as you know, we've reviewed uh, Seventeen. We've reviewed Skins. And Soap keeps mentioning it. When are we going to do uh-huh. Question Mark? And I'm like, oh, we're going to do it soon. And he's like, when soon? Because <laughs> we need yeah, to wait, review wait. it. <laughs> so... um first off i gotta say i loved it like from the first song that played i was like oh i'm hooked (laughs) i'm done i i love this already this is probably one of my it's up there with skins like skins is probably my favorite x project and this one's really close to it like right now they're neck and neck (laughs) yeah it's so yeah uh, what did you what did you think, Travis? Hey. See, I expected that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. I did that thing where I totally had time to listen to it, but then I didn't. Yep, that sounds about right. Yeah, that's that sounds about right. I, yeah. I, I forgot. I forgot to listen to it. I do like Moonlight and Sad and Floor Five 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 is really cool. That's my new Rage song. Dude, okay, that I'm one came really out of nowhere, angry. and I was like, dude, why wasn't X a part of a metal band? <laughs> <laughs> there are multiple tracks on here where I'm like, dude, why was he not a part of the scene? Like, why was he not doing music with like I Prevail and fucking Dropout Kings and shit? Like. <laughs> What the hell? Yeah, okay. So I guess we'll start. Um, Alone Part 3. Th- these ones are going to be kind of short reviews, but they each song made me feel a different way. So I can explain that much. And some of them I really like. Alone hit really hard. Like, it just... The entire atmosphere he created around the song was beautiful. It was like a truly feeling like you're alone but he made it in this almost ballad type way and i just i fucking loved it man it was so beautiful and i'm driving around and it's a crystal clear sky yesterday and i'm listening to this while i'm hauling like leaf bags to and from uh a uh like a recycle center so i can like drop it off because i had a 
somebody that wanted me to haul him off. And so I'm listening to this and I'm just sitting here like I had to roll down my window. I don't like rolling down my window very much anymore because I have allergies. But I rolled down the window and I went, yeah, this is, yep. <laughs> I, I love that song. That's a, that's a great song to start off the album with. Oh, well, we're going to each go through each song? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I, I, funny little story here. I think that's that's what I'm going to contribute here with talking about Alone Part 3. Uh, so whenever I, uh, on January 2nd, had that, that car accident in the parking lot, mm-hmm. this was the song I put on. <laughs> 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 right after it happened, I grabbed my headphones and that's what I put on. You just <laughs> that, that was the one. That was the one. Yep, that, that was the one. That was the one. Uh, yeah, super song, super strong song. Funnily enough, I've heard Alone Part One and Part Two. It's it's very different than Alone Part One and Part Two. They, they don't they don't really fit together at all. The Alone Part One and Part Two are are closer to like like kind of like a like. They're much more upbeat while saying this like sad lyrics. This one was a like a really melancholic one. I love the emotion on it here. It's a super strong opener track. It's a really good opener. Yeah, because you're expecting like, okay, this is gonna be like almost like a seventeen type album. You know, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, this is gonna be kind of somber or whatever. And like it, it was definitely like the best time uh best track he could have opened with. Because if he had opened up with any of these other ones, I don't think it would have had the same effect. It wouldn't work. Because the track listing, he did that art style very well. The art of the track listing where it like went up and then down and went up and then down. And sometimes it just stayed up, 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 and then it just crashes really hard to like um like really emotional. And then it will just go, bing, we're back up here now. He, he did that perfectly to keep your mood from going. Because it's like, what, 37 minutes long? Yeah, 37 and a half, I think. Yeah, 37 and a half minutes long. And in 18 songs, well, 17 songs, he managed to keep you going through like all these emotions. So it didn't feel like it was 37 minutes long. It felt shorter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it, it's such a fast experience really. Yeah. And it's sad. It's really sad about the fact that like he didn't get to really tour with this, did he? No. Not at all. There was there was no touring for this album because he dies. I think. Let's see when did it come out. It came out March sixteenth. He dies like I think it's June eighteenth. So April, May, June, like just over three months after this album's out. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> Damn it. Well, then we go into Moonlight, and I'm pretty sure everyone has heard that song. I didn't even realize I had heard the song. And then <laughs> and then you like, hear the boom boom. Yeah, and I'm like, like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. here, Moonlight, uh, Spotlight. I'm like, oh my god, this is that song. <laughs> that one. I've heard this forever. <laughs> I like that one. That one's like a weird, like bump. It's track. that's definitely like, it's experimental, but it also like doesn't feel experimental. Is kind of the thing. Like it's just like, oh yeah, this just makes sense. This just kind of works. But when you think about it, it's like this is actually like a really weird song. Yeah, it it all works together really well. Yeah. And I don't know, does he make any of his own beats, or did he always, like, go out with other producers? I think he made some of his own. I don't know what he did make, though. Well, I know he liked playing guitar. I know that much. Yeah. So, wherever there's a guitar in it, you can tell it's him, which is cool. He Also, by the way, he's an insanely talented guitarist. Like... Oh, yeah. I was... 
not many people can say that they're actually a talented artist when they're like doing it. It's like, oh yeah, I made my own sample or whatever. When you listen to it, you're like, oh my god, the way the styles he plays and stuff. You're like, what the fuck? Where did you learn this? Um, sad. Naturally, you hated this song. <laughs> yeah, this is funny. This one's a funny one. Okay, so this is a funny story. I remember 2018, I came back from, what was it, the boot camp thing, the church thing. And I came back, and we're playing Smite. And I remember this, because we're playing, uh, don't tell me, don't tell me. I got to remember the name. There's Clash, and then there's the main one. And the Okay, what's it called? Conquest. Fuck! <laughs> Yeah, Conquest. So we're playing Conquest, and this is like a League of Legends MOBA thing, so it's like a long game. And so we're playing, and I'm like humming it. I'm like, and Soap just goes, shut up. I'm like, what? And he's like, shut up. That song's horrible. And I'm like, what What are you talking about? It's it's a really good song. And he's like, no, it, it, has, it has two verses and like two choruses, and no. <laughs> No. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, objectively, it's not even a real song. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it's a song. You can sing it. And he's like, no, he's an asshole. And I'm like, okay, I guess I won't like X, but I like that song. No. And I'm like, oh my God. You're not allowed to. Dude, Smokey's like, what the fuck are you on about? And you're like, no, no, garbage. And I'm like, oh my God, okay. <laughs> And then under my breath, I'm just like, <laughs> that sounds terrifying. It was hilarious, dude. Cause I was it like, was. it's great. good. And he's like, no. And I'm like, fine. I'll just like the song. Then it's a slapper. So do you like it now? So... Oh yeah. I love it now. Oh, okay. That's good. <laughs> what is that sound? Do y'all hear that? I heard something. What? What Hello? the fuck is that? <laughs> I'm just hearing. I'm like, it's coming from okay. the kitchen. Uh, All right. Uh, so, what are your thoughts yeah, on sad? Sad. Now? Uh, it it do the slappeth well. <laughs> It slaps my titties and calls me Betty. <laughs> oh. Damn right it does. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh my god, I gotta figure out hang on, hang on. Let me I'm gonna I wanna get the full name for this. Teespring Narvar? Oh. Uh That's not the song. <laughs> yeah, I was like uh... Wait no it is, I know that one. That one slaps. Yeah. Uh, the remedy for a broken heart. Why am I so in love? This one, I I legitimately sent this to Mal, and I went, "This is beautiful. This is just completely beautiful." Uh, uh, where he goes like, uh, "What is it? I can't remember what he said. The first part of it, but it's like and a little bit of weed and a little bit of this and a little bit of that. We'll be we all. We right. can be I love <laughs> this song. This song is just like no matter what, it got me like in a really loving, 
I can't even explain it. It was like this melancholic love feeling that I was getting. I just kept listening to yeah. it. And I'm like, it's... I get that. You're in love. But it's like you're remembering all like the past love that you had. But then you're also looking at this love that you have now. And you're just like, it's like melancholic. Where you're like, I've been through this before. But it's different with you. You know? It's it's like this beautiful story and like feeling the way like the way the guitar and the beats and it's such a simple beat too that it reminded me of Skins or I guess Skins mm-hmm. technically would remind me of this. Oh yeah, because it was like just this beautiful like minimalistic beat mixed with this beautiful guitar that he was playing with this like simple flow and everything. And just these lyrics that, like, yeah, they may repeat over and over, but at the same time, I think it kind of added to the vibe of you're reliving love over and over again, except each time it's different until you find the love that is actual love, that you're not in love or you think this is love, and so you're confused about it. It's, this is different. This will forever be different, but I had to go through all that. It was beautiful, like... I, I didn't want to cry when I was listening to it. I just kind of like I'm driving and so it's like crystal clear. You know the you know the drive where like it's like three thirty. Yeah. It's like maybe like no, maybe it's like two forty five during the winter and the sun's out, clear blue sky, the trees are all like leafless and you're driving and the sun is shining in at an angle into your truck or your vehicle and you're just staring out the window with the window down and you just get hit with that feeling and you're just like almost content, but you're reflective. That's how it felt. It was just beautiful. Like that's like a 50 out of 10 for me. Like I love that song. Yeah. It's, it's so much. I think you've played it for me before. I probably have. I, I love this song. This is one of my favorites on the album here. Because, yeah, it's it's funny, too. It almost kind of reminds me of the experience when I was listening to Seventeen, whenever it gets to Everybody Dies in Nightmares. Mm-hmm. How, like, the vibe changes completely for a song, but it goes so much better here, I think, because it manages to keep that more upbeat pace Wait, with a so, sadder which feeling. Which song? Yeah, so... so uh, what? Which song did you say? That it did it. Yeah, like, uh, like everybody dies in their nightmares on seventeen. Oh yeah, 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 that one. Yeah, it does the same thing where it's like the song before it is such a like you know like a sad song in a sense, like a really slowish song. Like sad is a slow song, really. Mm-hmm. And but this was such a quicker song, uh, and that's the same thing that everyone dies in their nightmares does. Everyone dies in their nightmares is almost slightly jarring in comparison, though, where how it goes on seventeen here. The fact that it's still that upbeat pace with a more somber beat, it flows in a perfect manner mm-hmm. to to really keep the vibe of the album while still changing the entire feeling of it. It feels completely different than the songs before it. Yeah, because it didn't have like that moonlight feel. It didn't have the sad feel, yeah. especially coming after sad, because like mm-hmm. the beat is completely different. Kind of that minimal. Actually... Now that you mention it, I think the kick that they were using is the same one that they were using in Sad. Oh, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure because it was that very spacious. I'm pretty sure he used it. And I wonder if that was intentional for the flow where he's like, use this. Keep it going. 
where it feels similar, almost like, uh, where to me, it feels like sad is about, you know, like I'm going to kill myself. You know, if you leave, I'm going to kill myself, which is like what happens in a toxic relationship. And then this one's like healthy. Like you're actually in love and you're like, I don't want to ever hurt you. We'll, we'll get through whatever this is. That's what it feels like to me. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's, it's just such a good song. (laughs) It's really, it just really is just a good song. I don't even know what to say about it. It it literally leaves you with a question mark. Like you're like, I don't know what to say. (laughs) (laughs) Um, floor five, 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 uh, holy shit. (laughs) Yeah. Now we're in a different world. We're in a totally different world with this one. Which, I was just going to say, we got to talk about the transition to that first there, because even there's not even a transition, and that's what makes it so well. Dude, <laughs> this freaking just... song ends so calmly, and turn, turn. Like, oh. Actually, it kind of, for me, let me see. Oh, what the fuck? Why is Third Eye Blind playing? <laughs> Damn it, it fucked up my flow. Yeah, okay, it's a little jarring. Hot. Yeah, it, it's jarring, but, dude, it reminded me of uh, One Minute. That's what it was, like, kind of reminded me of. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Just, One Minute, and then this one was just, I'm like, oh my god. And again, it was only like a minute and a half long. I hate it because it leaves you wanting more. And I know that's what they're intending to do. But god damn it. I was yeah. so mad. I'm like, no. <coughs> I'm going to have to make a whole playlist just on X metal songs and just throw it in a playlist and just have them looping. Fucking yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, Numb. I love, again, it. It's like we're in the, like, kind of his, uh, the alternative scene genre of his album, where he's like, all right, so I've done these, where I'm kind of blending together these stuff, and it's like, oh, it's a little different with rap. Um, now I'm going to go into metal and, like, pop punk and alternative metal, because, like, Numb, oh, my God, it sounds like something you would find on, like, uh, an alternative uh, punk or alternative pop punk uh, album. Like I I love it. Definitely. And you, you know, I know I'm cutting ahead a little bit, but it even reminds me of like uh schizophrenia. We're like completely different feel than okay, the rest yeah. of the album. Where it's just like, boom, here we go. Now you're in a totally different genre and you have no idea where it came from, but I'm gonna say <laughs> fuck it and do it anyway, because fuck you. That that's why. Exactly. And uh, then Infinity 888. I can we talk about the beginning real quick, man? I got gonorrhea. <laughs> <laughs> we catch up diseases in the world, so the world don't have no more diseases. Yes, right. I got gonorrhea. <laughs> Chlamydia on the G6. <laughs> <laughs> I was so confused. I was like, what? Yeah, fuck it, it them. It puts a smile on my face every time. It, it's so stupid every single time. I can't help but smile at it. it. It just it catches you completely off guard. You have no idea what's happening with it. And it just, out of nowhere, just, I want gonorrhea. 
it's it's the funniest thing. And then going down, it. that one, Ada, when I hear eight... Oh, I, what are we I, doing? <laughs> I was like, I think we got more to say about Infinity, don't we? Yeah. Okay, you, you start. Uh, the the intro is funny. <laughs> you, you start with it. You start with it. First of all, this song, it, it pains me that they did not get to do their collab album that they were going to do. Joey Badass and, and X were going to do a collab album that it did not get to happen because he died. This mm. was kind of like the first song as the trial for that. And it sounds amazing. It's so good. It, it This song is like the ultimate like show of the versatility of X. Because this is like some old school type beat. You know? And, and it, it's... Obviously, like, Joey Badass goes over better over this beat. Because that's like what he normally goes over. But X goes great on this beat, too. And they the way that those two go together, they, they just work. It's the same thing where, like, on hype songs where X and Ski, it just works. Like, I don't think if X and Ski are trying to make a hype song, it just always worked. It didn't really matter. It just was going to work. This is the same thing here. It's like, the there's like a lyrical element to this here. And this, it, it feels it's like a very it belongs on like Young Sinatra. Yeah. Yeah. And this is not what you expect when you think X, which is why for a lot of people, this is a favorite X song. This is a lot of people's favorite X song. Well, I love it. It go like, just to beat the, it like feels LA noir almost. Mm-hmm. Wait, hold on. Is so I'm having to like listen to it at the same time <laughs> because uh I listened to it like four times, like the album all the way through, and I would listen to a couple of songs. But did he like uh was it Life is a Bitch and Then You Die on Young Sinatra? Did he sample X? Um, I don't know. Cause that sounds like Life's a bitch, and then you die. It has that same flow that he has on this. I mean, that's a Nas line, but hold on, let me go. Oh, it may be a Nas line, uh, then. Maybe I'm a liar. <gasps> the beginning go look at going down sounds like hum. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. Um... No, it doesn't doesn't look like it's sampling anything particularly. Damn. But it's, I, I love it. I love this song. It it like goes I, hard. It's the old school way of going hard. Uh huh. Yeah. It, it that it, that's it, that's that's such a unique utility to have as a rapper to to have. The I think this song alone like isn't necessarily super impressive it's impressive because you hear everything around it and you're like this man has managed to make melancholic super sad songs like metal bangers pop punk songs and then this old school rap song like the versatility in this part of the album every song is so different it is insane like I just don't understand it. I don't understand how he's able to go about all this. Because, I mean, the same versatility was shown on, like, Skins. And I was completely shocked. But then I'm listening to this, and I'm like, oh, my God. He did Skins. But, like, you know, the label didn't fuck everything over. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it's all, yeah. like, X saying, yeah, this is good. Put it out. It's, it's all him. And this is, like, it honestly makes me excited or sad because 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like sad to see that he wouldn't have been able to continue this because I feel like he would have brought on the whole new way. It feels like he was the reason that we're starting to get this like emo rap how it is now. We're like, you know, more acoustic oh. guitars are brought in and people yes. are doing like like rage trap even. You know, like Josiah and Tokyo's Revenge and stuff like that. It sounds like he completely birthed like four different genres just from this one album. Yeah, X's experimentation has definitely shaped the current landscape. I don't think that can be discounted at all. Mm -mm. And I mean, even the fact that he's able to go back and do like old school boom bap shit, Mm -hmm. that that explains why there's more old school boom bap stuff that newer rappers or more modern rappers are doing because it's like, oh, he did it. Why don't we give it a try? And I just think it's fucking cool. (laughs) It. Yeah. Because then, um, so going down kind of continued it. This one was funny to me because I've never heard him do the voice thing to other people, but he's like, honey, no, 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 yeah. I'm like, yo, X can do this too? <laughs> what? But when I heard the eight, I was like, I heard that and I went, oh, little Uzi? Hello? Little little Uzi? I got an Uzi no Uzi, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got no Uzi no Uzi, yeah. I was like, dude. The, and it's good because it's a stupid one. Like, you could tell he's just like, yeah, I'm going to have fun with this one, you know? Yeah. We did the last one, you know? It's pretty, you know no pun intended but it was pretty badass so we're just gonna go we're gonna have fun with this one going down is going who does he sound like though there's another song that sounds like that like the going down is going down going down there's a Kesha? no 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 not not kesha (laughs) but it it, like specifically the part i'm thinking of that sounds like something it's like going down i can't it's irritating me it's been bugging me since yesterday i can't fucking remember i don't know i haven't heard a song like going down personally well no 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 not like the song just that vocal part going down i can't remember who it is but it's like a more it's a newer song that did that but I can't remember who did it. And it's fucking irritating. (laughs) I don't know what you're thinking of this. I I know, and it's irritating. I can't say, oh, this is who it was. God damn it, now I gotta look through. Maybe it's on my repeat rewind. Oh, I just almost had it. It was right there. Fuck! I'm just shoot me in the dick okay uh, this is irritating okay you know what fine <laughs> fine we'll just um pain equals best friend uh travis barker and him they have never made a bad song together or that they've gotten travis on there's never been a bad song <laughs> yeah i'm just i'm just saying that now. technically there's never been a bad song with travis barker in it like mgk and him are like best friends every song that they do together amazing so, this one, it's like Travis Barker's like, yeah, let's do some metal shit. And he's like, okay, yeah! And Travis is just... And I'm like, this works. This fucking it works. Goes hard. Yeah. Uh, I really like that one. 
I like how we're not even mm-hmm. rating the songs. We're just talking about there, it. There's no need to. Yeah. Uh, it's just understood. This one, though. Dollars with Matt Ox. Give money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is this your song on the album, too? No, I like the song. I... I, uh... I like, I've always liked the song, actually. This is one of the few ones that I liked even, like, a long time ago. It... It's growing on me. I just don't like the kid. <laughs> he just annoys the fuck. I don't... Oh, my, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, my, uh, yeah. I just... He irritates me, and I don't know why. It's just, like, I want to strangle In the same him. way... <laughs> I can't explain to you why I like the song, because I don't actually think this one's a particularly good song. I just really like it. I don't even know why. Just, it's like, just for some reason, this song just works. Kid on auto tune that irritates the fuck out of me. Get that money, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like the the the, the ooh, my crew. Ooh, it just irritates me because you know if you took that auto tune off, he would be like. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Why, I don't know why it pisses me off. It just does. <laughs> I don't like, like, X's part is good, and there are catchy parts in the chorus, but I just don't like the kid. I don't know why. I just don't like him. Also, uh, Love Yourself, is he talking to his girlfriend? I don't know if he is. Because it sounds like it. Because she's, like, laughing in the background. He's like, what? It's like, no. What are you talking about? No, and because it sounds uh-huh. like it. Uh oh, oh, it was just a—it's just a, a very close friend of his named uh, Taylor White. Oh, yeah. Apparently, this was this was just a conversation they were having. <laughs> <laughs> that one part in Burning. <laughs> oh, peeny weeny. Yeah. That that part gives me so much serotonin. It's, uh-huh. Yeah, my peeny weenie hurts. <laughs> Is that what it said? <laughs> I. All right. So, I'm gonna take a guess and say you don't like Smash. Nope, it's not one either. Oh, it's Spanish, I, I isn't it? Yeah, it's the Spanish. One. Dude, I love that one. <laughs> It's so funny because you just hear him speak in Spanish and he just goes, I don't even speak Spanish, lol. <laughs> I've, I've never liked this song. Like, because when this album blew up, the three songs that blew up were Sad Moonlight and I Don't Even Speak Spanish, lol. Those were the three songs that were huge when this album came out. And I didn't like Sad or Moonlight, but I at least like somewhat understood them. But this one I never got. <laughs> I just really don't like Spanish. Dude, I loved it. It was so funny because it was just so weird. You could tell he it was just a couple him and some of his buddies, and he's like, "Yeah, let's just make a dumbass song." He's like, "Okay," and it's like, "Yeah, I don't even speak Spanish." <laughs> Throw that guitar on there. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I just I think it's. I, funny. Say, I don't particularly like Smash either. I don't dislike Smash, but that one had to grow on me a lot. It's kind of weak. In comparison to the rest of the album. Yeah. 
It's not a bad song. It's just like, yeah, it's definitely weak for X. I really like like X on autotune. He has such a good raw voice when he's rapping and stuff that it's just like autotune takes away from that for me. Yeah, I I can I can definitely agree because it smooths over the roughness he has, and it's like, Mm -hmm. dude, that's what makes you good. Which again, I can say, um, I may not particularly like it a whole lot on him. It is good when you listen to it. Well, it's a preference at the same time he's experimenting with everything i like to experiment with autotune so like yeah. i completely understand i don't judge him for it but it's like oh man i just prefer you just not but then so it's like this part was like his more fun part of the album like from going down to spanish it was more of like that fun yeah. stuff and then it like brings us back down like again he hit that swell and then it just kind of brings you back with changes, which changes oh. is just oh, oh my god! Oh. I oh my god! What to say, <laughs> dude? What what, what say? can you say? Nothing, That's the apparently. thing. What can you say about it? Like, there's nothing to say. It's just I... beautiful. It's... This four-track run at the end of the album is one of the strongest four-track runs on any album I've heard. Okay, before I closed my eyes, legitimately had me tearing up. And you showed me it before, and I was in the car, and it makes me tear up every time. Like, yeah, it's, It was my most played song of the year on Spotify. Like, Changes is amazing. Hope? I didn't know he could sing that well. Hope. Oh gosh, that was. By the way, Hope is one of the songs that like got me into X. It was like one of like the like first couple songs I heard. I heard Hope, and I was like, I need to listen to this guy's music. <laughs> Dude, it was it was crazy. He starts playing, and he's playing the guitar, and then you just hear him singing, and I'm like, I didn't know he could sing. I I just in like, like the beat just leaves practically. It's there, but it is almost completely gone. And it is just this. It's just so short, but this soulful ballad in the middle of this here. Oh my god! And then you go into <laughs> schizophrenia, which schizophrenia is so good. I like how it um. It's so cool. It had just this like uh different feel. Let me see. Let me listen to the. Let me come on. Skip forward a little bit. It reminded me, uh, neither of you have seen it, but it reminds me of a, uh, like a cinema rock kind of, uh, concept rock band that's like doing like the guitar and everything. It reminds me of, uh, Sadie and the Killers from Steven Universe, but good. Cause I don't like Sadie and the Killers on Steven Universe, but this one is like, if they took that basis where they're telling like stories and stuff and they're twisting it and everything but did it really good. I just love it. I love just the raw screams in it too. Like that just oh, yeah. gets me. It, he does sound like Watsky um, in uh, Ugly Faces where he's going, uh, where he gets like really fast rap and he ends it with going, Rah! sorry, not sorry. Like every time I hear it, I start to laugh because it just reminds me so much of that song, <laughs> but it is good. Like, and again, it did that little swell. Like it gave you one last big swell before the mm-hmm. finale. And then before I close my eyes. And... <sighs> oh, 
what a fucking song before I close my eyes. <laughs> Dude, it makes me want to cry just thinking about it. It's just so I know. I'm, I'm actually about to cry right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's so beautiful. Like, just the fact that he recorded it as, like, a prayer. And he's, like, begging. He's like, I hope it's not too late. And it's just like, I oh, that, my God. That twist on that common children's prayer is, is oh, my God. Oh, my God. It just, it really makes you wonder where he was at when he died, you know? Like, mentally, where was he at? Because, I mean, you can see, like, oh, he was trying to be a better person. You can do. But where was he at? What was he dealing with at the time when he had it? Because this song is like that soulful prayer that, like, it almost so, with the ones that have, like, died like uh, Juice and X, it's one of those ones where you're listening to it and, you know, Juice was, like, all about his death. He was obsessed with it. He constantly talked about how he was going to die. Like, oh, these pills are going to kill me. Well, yeah, they did. But uh, he's like, these pills are going to kill me. This drink's going to kill me. The blah, blah, blah. I'm going to blah, blah, blah. But X talked about his depression where he's like, I don't want to die. Yeah, that's but I feel like I'm going to. And so this song was almost like him realizing that I'm going to die. And it was almost like he's trying to like, it it feels like on the album, when you listen to it, it feels like he's trying to make amends on everything. Like he's getting all of his affair. It's almost like a document of sorts, like a final document where he's like, this is all that I need to get done before I die. I need to make these amends. I need to tell this story. I need to do this. And before I close my eyes, feels like that finale, which it was the finale. He prayed and asked if it was, he prayed that it wasn't too late. And I, I wonder where he is now, you know? Like, as a Christian, I wonder if he's up there. Like, if he's in heaven. Or if he died and there's too much but it sounded like he was really trying to change and that song it's i this song i think was was just it was probably a beautiful song no matter what i but i think there is definitely a special quality to this song knowing that three months later he died the the lyrics on it are on the nose in a different way than like a juice. Like it's not like how juice is like, I'm gonna find a I'm gonna be found overdosed in the band of building. It's like oh. like no, it's it's a different type of on the nose. It's this like this feeling of like impending doom. And it's it's that almost somewhat conscious recognition of that in a sense. Even though I'm I it's not, it's not like he actually knew he was going to die, but still it's the what everything the song is here, it's like to have someone say, I hope it's not too late for me, and then die three months later is... <sighs> yeah, it, it's it, it's one of those things where it's like he came to terms with the fact that he was going to die. Like, he almost felt that he was going to die, but he didn't want it to be about him, you know, oh, ha, ha I'm going to die. He wanted it to be where it's like, hey, I'm sorry. I... Like, I hope I can make amends. I hope I can do this. This is what I feel. This is how... It just, and like knowing when he died, it makes the songs like um, a remedy for a broken heart. Why am I so in love? Where you know he found that love, 
where he was like, okay, I don't, I want to just be with you. It makes it sad. And I can, I feel like I can relate a lot more to it and it hits different because I felt like I was going to die at 18. And so that's all I did. I stuck out in these toxic relationships to find that love before I died. And to him, it sounds like he's telling her, you're it. I love you. We'll just be for however long we can. And then it's like he came to terms with it on like the really emotional tracks on the album. He like came to terms with the fact that he's like, I'm probably going to die. But I can only do what I can. I can just live until then. I think, I think this song, the, I think the best way to describe this song that I can think of is somebody watching their last sunset knowing it's their last sunset. That's what this song is. It's kind of like a take everything in. This is kind of the end, but still living in the moment even with the end being closed like i I really can just see somebody sitting on a hill watching the sunset and being like yep that's the last one i'm gonna see that's what this song feels like i'm gonna start crying dude (laughs) i'm about to (laughs) it's just it's like it's just this insanely beautiful album and it's such a beautiful ending to it and it, it kind of just like shows the fragility of life that it's like cherish what you have while you have it live while you still have life experience while you can still experience because you may not know when it's too late yeah it, this album is such an adventure The fact that it manages to make songs like Floor 555 and Before I Close My Eyes totally makes sense to be on the same album. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make sense. Like, (laughs) if you just played somebody those two songs, they'd be like, these are not on the same album. They don't make sense. It doesn't even sound like the same artist. Mm -hmm. They're, They're completely different. But this album is a journey that is put together in such a perfect manner that it just makes sense that all of these songs do flow together in a perfect manner and it is truly a journey from start to finish on this year this album works it has a magical ability that the songs stand by themselves but i find myself every time i put on a song from this album i can't you don't just listen to one it's like i just will put on the album you. and yeah. i let it play for five or six you know like you listen to one and you're, and you're like oh man I really want to, like, you put on Moonlight, and you're like, damn, you know, I really want to listen to Sad. And you click that, and you're like, you know what? I really want to add, um, you know, I really want to add 4555, you know? Let's just keep the hype going. And then you listen to that, and you're like, you know what? Let's listen to My Remedy, you know? Let's, I want, and so you end up just listening to the entire album, because it's like, it one, each song reminds you of another one. And you're like, oh, I have to listen to that. You can't just listen to this. Honestly, I'm probably going to listen to this for like the next three days just nonstop because, God. I've listened to it for the past year nonstop practically. <laughs> it's just crazy. I mean, it, 
I don't. It's. I think it's something that when you look at skins in comparison here, this album is truly X's magnum opus. This is his his ultimate work. He, you could tell his process through this album and how involved he was in every single step of the way. Like, tell the moment this album was out the door, you can feel that he was there with the album. Skins works still, because you have X in all of the songs. All of the songs are clearly songs he handcrafted. But in comparison, it you can tell that before it was done that he was gone. That X's touch is not there for the finishing touches of Skins. It works still super, super well. It is still a fantastic record because his impact can be felt on every single song. But they don't, it doesn't have that tying bow. It doesn't have the, everything to hold it together that that Question Mark does. Question Mark is the, it's like, it's the improvement on 17. It added variety and it's a totally different feel than 17. I can definitely say this is a better album than 17 in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And it is the like everything he tied everything together to make this year. And like I said, Skins is very close to that, but it doesn't quite make that. And that's what makes Bad Vibes Forever really bad in comparison. And where I've even said there's like songs, there's certain songs on there that you can tell X had more of an involvement with, and that's why those songs are good. But he has no involvement with it as an album, and you feel that. the The difference between Question Mark Skins and Bad Vibes Forever can be felt, and you can tell the level of involvement X. It's like something skins, that skins in question mark skins almost feels like I I love I would have to put skins above question mark for me because that's the album that got me into him. I was like, I that's it. I am a X fan. This is perfect. This is beautiful. And but it feels like skins was almost like the stuff he was working on. And he was like, you know what? We need a deluxe edition or whatever, you know, the label's doing it. And he's like, you know what? I have this collection. Let's release this. And it, so it was almost like a B-side of it, you know? Yeah. Like, here's question mark, but it still flowed well. And you could tell that it kind of had the structure. And whoever was working on it must have, like, been close to him to know how he would have yeah. wanted it to be. Because it does feel – it doesn't feel jarring on skins. Mm-hmm. It's like this flows perfectly. But question mark, it was just perfect. Every single one was never jarring. It literally felt like an entire journey, which shrunk it from being over a half an hour to feeling like you just put it on. And when it, you hear the introduction again, you're like, what? That's it? That's It's done? And so you listen again, and it's just the same feeling over and over. None, none of it gets boring. It's... I will say, in terms fuck of X's mom. Like, fuck X's mom, dude. If, if dad, everybody on his bitch. team, like, yeah. except, like, John Cunningham. Like, that's the only good person here. He's the one who mostly put together skins as John Cunningham. Like, every, every everyone else, I hate you. <laughs> like, everyone else is horrible. Well, fuck his mom. His mom is just using his that's death over horrible. and over and over again to just fuck over what he made. Like, there's a reason Bad Vibes Forever really hasn't been felt well actually you know on spotify it's weird bad vibes forever is like the third popular release question mark obviously being number one then 17 but skins is nowhere to be found which doesn't make sense because skins feels so much better just from the few things i've heard from bad vibes forever 
it feels better than what bad vibes would be. I, I think with that, because I, even though I didn't listen to X at the time, I was up with like hip hop news and when skins came out and I definitely, there was definitely like a noticeable disappointment in skins. I mean, that happened when, whenever just bad came out as a single, bad was the first single for skins, which I still question why that one of all songs was the single. Yeah, you was but like, whoa, mind in awe or staring anything, at the sky. Literally something. any other song. I, that's why I think other it's like that. the sequel. They were like, oh, we'll do it like this because it yeah, feels and, like a sequel. And it's like, no, you, whoa, mind in awe, beautiful, staring at the sky, beautiful. Any of these would have been better for a single. But yeah, I think, I think there was a bit of a disappointment with that one. With, with Bad Vibes Forever, I think there was... There was a lot of genuine hype going into it because I think Skins came out not that that long after. Yeah, it was you know, that he same died year. In the from what I read, yeah. it, like that year, which is fucked up. Why would you do that? <laughs> but um, Bad Vibes Forever, which came out the day after Juice died, funnily, um, Bad Vibes Forever. There was genuine hype going into that project because, and I I think as well with that too is because the album was marketed as what it is. It's X's final album. That is what was said the entire way through the marketing of Bad Vibes Forever. This is X's last album. Uh, it also had horrible picks of the singles on there. They also picked like the worst songs to be singles. But regardless, there was a lot of hype in that. It was like the... You don't normally get a moment where an artist tells you... even I know it's not literally the artist, but still the same thing. You don't normally have a moment where there's someone who tells you, this is the last album. Because even when an artist retires, there's you can always hold on to at least a sliver of hope that maybe they'll come back. Because plenty do. Like, but I'm pretty sure Logic is going to do that, too. I feel like he's oh, about yeah. to. But this one, yeah, it was like, the, it was like, yep, this is the last album. There will never be another X album ever again after this. There is not enough material to make one. This is it. And I think there's something about that that makes you want to listen to it, which is why I listened to it. At the time, whenever I finally did listen to it, that was exactly what I felt going into it. I was like, the, I was like this was the end I know we don't end on a good note, but you still, there's like an intrigue to it of what is the actual last project from this artist. And what's this going to feel like listening, knowing that this is all that they made, that this is like it. I think as well, a lot of the hate of that album comes from the fact that once again, it lacks any of the feeling of an album. Every one of X's projects feels like an album. Like I said, there is, the songs stand alone, but they work as an album. Bad Vibes Forever has plenty of songs that actually stand alone that are actually genuinely good songs. They're like 90 to 100% X even. The problem is, is that they're woven in there with songs that he has like 10% involvement in. Like glass and what that creates, when you do that, when you have these songs that he has such an involvement in and songs he has almost no involvement in, it makes none of it work. And so it's not an album. It feels like if like... Literally, like, just like somebody had a collection of songs and they just burned all of them to the same CD. They're not from the same album. They're not from the same era. They don't have the same feel. They don't flow into each other at all. It's a collection of 25 songs. I, whenever you do listen to it, I just recommend picking the ones you like and putting those in a playlist and just call the playlist Mad Vibes Forever because that's what I did. Yeah, I haven't you actually listened about to how the. Miley's little sister turned into a thought. <laughs> Noah Cyrus. You mean. Oh. <laughs> maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm completely wrong maybe this isn't uh let me see they look fucking like yep yep 
Yep, that's Miley Cyrus's little sister, the girl who did Ponyo, and now she's a thought. Well, isn't that sad? Oh. Eh, you know, and actually, through, through enough, I still have another X album to listen to that I haven't actually listened to yet. Which is a, a Ghetto Christmas Carol. Which doesn't... there The one that's, like, on there... Yeah, I think it... It is actually on the on Spotify. Now, I wasn't on Spotify for the longest time, um, but I haven't listened to that project. It's a short project, but I, I haven't listened to that. Listen to one song. Wait, what is it? A Ghetto Christmas Carol. That's an album or an EP? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's an EP, but yeah, that's. Huh. Well, now I kind of want. Yeah. What to What happened was was that I think if I remember correctly, because he releases, um, I think what it was because you know. Uh, Seventeen wasn't supposed to be his debut record. If you if you remember me saying that there, like that was that was it was supposed to be an album called Bad Vibes Forever. Um, and he releases Seventeen, and I think after Seventeen, he says that the next one's Bad Vibes Forever, and then that's the point. Or no, I don't think it's that. Then there, I think one of his many albums that got canceled uh, was supposed to come out after Seventeen. He canceled the album there, and then this was like the in between that people got was to get a Christmas Carol, and then it would be the next year when you get uh, question mark. Noah looks like Willow. Man, I just looked at the release dates of X's albums. <laughs> this man's career run is so short. Seventeen came out on August twenty fifth, twenty seventeen, and he died June eighteenth, twenty eighteen. Yeah, that's why. That's not so even jarring. a year. That's why it was so jarring because Question Mark went like platinum, 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 and then he died. Like, yeah, he's still one of the most listened to artists on Spotify. And I think he will for a long time. Like, oh my god. And man, I. That's one of the things that I just want to touch on here real quick. Is that I. I always think there's a little bit of irony in the rapper that was always like the most controversial, was like the most hated, had this horrible past and everything, and that the very last thing he would do is organize a charity event. That is the last thing that happened. Because I think he died. He died on like a Wednesday. I think it was like a Wednesday or a Thursday. And he, his last Instagram post, I remember if it was a story or a post, was that there'd be a charity event on Friday in Florida. Which was still held after he died. That he he had set up. Well, at it, that point, he was trying to overcome that. He was trying to be it, a better person. It, it, there, but even knowing that, there's still just always that. Yeah. That final piece of irony to that, that he still was still to this day known as the controversial rapper, the the guy who was loud in everything there and that's what he that's what he's always known as and man just knowing the last thing he has is before i close my eyes and then you have a charity event (laughs) and then that's it did it just really felt like he had accepted the fact that he was going to die soon like that's just what it feels like but it wasn't explicit like tupac or fucking juice world. yeah it's not it's not they're gonna shoot me on the vegas strip on the night of september 7th i'm gonna pop all <laughs> these pills at one time and i'm gonna make a concoction that's gonna give me a seizure and i'm gonna go and die that's what i'm gonna do oh yeah. bars on the side <laughs> uh. it's like he's like, just like 
all right, well, enjoy life while you can and do what you can to make it good. And then, boom, dies. I think I have to say, and which we're wrapping up the review of it because yeah. I could probably go on for like another three hours talking about. Oh it. yeah, I, I would. I'd gladly. It, do it that. would be like the old, uh, the old podcast style uh, reviews we would do for like four hours. Yeah. yeah. Um, it. Uh, I have to say that I think the most impactful death that we've had is X. Like Juice dying was impactful, but I feel like X is just. I don't think shook. it changed the game. Yeah. I think X's death was something that truly was like a genre has shifted from this day forth. That like the entire scape of rap had shifted at that point. And that sounds hyperbolic, but it's like really what he was doing had set styles and precedents that everybody wanted to copy. Dude, I can he was hear what it in like Fuck Love Savage. I can hear it in like yeah. Fuck Love Savage. I can hear like the tones and the like more emotional tracks that were on question mark in skins and especially 17 i can hear more of that blended on like fuck love savage which is just like a platinum selling fucking album i can hear it now but it's 2020 over 2018 he completely shifted it same thing with like you know josiah and tokyo's revenge and little darky and like all these like rage rap kind of guys that are coming in. Even that what was the guy you sent, like G Dollar that you sent were like yeah, heavy bass. Thirteen dollar. That's yeah. actually supposed to be that is thirteen. Oh. But yeah. Thirteen dollar. You <laughs> could hear it like he affected that. Like it would not have yeah. happened had it not 100%. been for floor five 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 and stuff like that. Yeah, I think the the whole shape of SoundCloud is is X's domain. Like a hundred percent. If you listen to rap that comes off SoundCloud, it is X's domain to this day. He is alive and well in SoundCloud. You know, like like everything has a touch of everything. X in it. The emotional like, rap stuff that has a touch of X. The rage rap that's a touch of X. It's it, yeah, it was it's, impactful. It was losing yeah, but, an entire like you lost somebody who completely made the foundation. Like, here was the foundation of rap, and then you have rappers that come in and change it, you know? Like, N.W.A. Mm -hmm. came in and kind of made it more, you know, mainstream and stuff. So that changed it. And then you had, like, Eminem come in, where it just, like, shifted everything. And then you come into, like, the early uh, 2010s and stuff, where you have, like, you know, Future popping up. And you have these guys, Fetty Wap and Waka Flocka Flame. Yeah. They're coming in, changing it, and they're making it more, like, pop rap and stuff like that mumble rap shit like that and then you have like x who came on and just like made a new foundation it was just built upon all of these and now you're up here and it's just wild it's crazy to think about like i would have loved to see x with any of these like i would have loved to see him and logic do one for like young sinatra i would have killed to have that that would have been amazing Mm -hmm. to hear Especially after all of the stuff with uh, Infinity 888. Which I have to ask, Infinity 888, is that like, was that like a, a nod to, because there's like Floor 555 and then there's like 888, which Floor 555 is the floor below 666, so I'm sure there's a symbolic thing. But like 888 Infinity, or Infinity 888, is that like kind of almost like a nod to Juice with his 999? Because I know that they had messaged so. From what I, I've looked this up many times, what I've always got is that the eights are supposed to be infinity signs. 
Everybody oh. says infinity eight at eight, but it's supposed to be infinity with three infinity signs. Oh. Because from what I understand, if if X and, and Joey were gonna do an, an album, they, they was gonna be called Infinity. That was gonna be the album. I like the kind of like how like better. Deuce and Steve would have been Evil Twins, like Deuce and Steve were Evil Twins. Is what the thing was. Oh. So. Huh. Damn. Yeah, I know. I have thought that many a time too. You thought the same thing, I. Well, and the thing is, is we can say that, but. X literally could have made it that, and we would never know. We could just yeah, only hypothesize. Fucking all that to it say, it pains me. This album wasn't on tour. I know, it, dude. It, it, it we would have bought fucking tickets. Like this man had one tour in his life. He had the Revenge tour. That was it. We. Oh my god, dude. If if I had, oh my god, we would buy tickets. Immediately. It's like if I had known. If I had known, I would have bought tickets. <laughs> Um, I mean, just to wrap up the review, this is like a flawless album to me. This is yeah. even the songs I'm not a huge fan of, like Dollars and you know all that. Yeah, I still love this album. Like I will put this on and I'll never skip a song. I won't skip yeah, one. This, this is one of the easiest eleven out of tens I I can give out. I mean, like, <laughs> like, yeah, that's what it is. Like. <laughs> yeah there's there's nothing damn god i love this album <laughs> that's why i've been pestering you for the past couple months for us to do this album because we did revenge uh uh 17 and um and skin so close to each other and then we just like avoided actually, the magnum opus I, I actually don't think i ever we ever reviewed uh revenge did i oh we didn't do revenge i thought we did revenge let me see uh, well, if we didn't, we should do Revenge at some point. Yeah, we've never done Revenge. So uh, I guess oh, well. we're going to be doing Revenge and Bad Vibes Forever and a Ghetto Christmas next year. Yep. <laughs> um, all right. So basically what we're saying uh, about this halfway mark of this like giant finale, uh, go listen to Question Mark and let us know. Also, fuck Talk the Talk for saying don't interact with us. All right. I know there's crossover. Please interact with us. All right. I know they said it would be funny to like, you know, piss us off and to give us a little bit of time. No, we have had like no interaction since the fucking podcast began. So don't give us that shit spicy. I'm gonna fucking punt you, you little <laughs> dwarf. Do it. Yeah, come at me. I, I want to record it. Yeah, record it. I'm gonna like send her through the football post. <laughs> also, shout out to Audio Roulette Junior, aka Talk the Talk. <laughs> So, yeah. Uh, anyway, now on to the part that everybody's probably more interested in, and Travis is actually going to enjoy partaking in because he actually Yay! put time and effort into it. Um, we are doing. Oh, uh, drum roll, please. That's how you're beating your dick. <laughs> <laughs> I got my phone in one hand, dude. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> so he Here, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Here, Drum roll, please. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, give God. me a minute. Hold on. Here. Um, welcome to the first and hopefully uh, the first annual uh, audio roulette year-end favorite albums and look back over the year 
of well, what I'm we just reviewed. Gonna give me sloppy copy. I gotta do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, on the podcast, we have reviewed a lot. We actually, I started the podcast on April twenty sixth of this year with a review of Nicotine by Trevor Daniel, and since then, the podcast has reviewed Nicotine, Iridescence, Brooks. Uh, my turn. That's a great one. Uh, what was me and issues as a whole? Uh, high off life. Um, punk two. We did legends never die. No pressure. Um, we did we did a lot. We we did a lot of fucking reviewing. I didn't realize how much we had reviewed. <laughs> um, but this time we decided. Why not all of us get our favorite albums, five favorite albums that were released in 2020, get our five favorite albums that we listened to in 2020, do some honorable mentions that we'll just like, you know, say, and our uh, favorite singles of 2020, and our least favorite albums and singles of uh, 2020. So, uh, should we all start with like, should we start with like Deering or in 2020, the ones that were released this year? Let's start with in. All right. So we did it in five, but then we have honorable mentions that you can go up to like 10. Uh, we'll start with, uh, do you guys have honorable mentions? No. So listen to in 2020. I probably have a couple I can mention. Okay. So for mine, I have about three honorable mentions that I want to, uh, Oh, I don't know how I missed this. Dude, Eminem dropped, like, a whole fucking album for the deluxe edition. Yeah, he did. And it, it's, a, it's, it's really good. It, <laughs> it's fucking good. <laughs> like, holy shit. Um, so, my, uh, n- coming in at number three, uh, Tattletales by Skittleman. Uh, I loved it. Uh, I, well, I didn't, I liked it. I really liked it. It, it was a good comeback one. Uh, coming in at number two was No Pressure by Logic. Uh, y'all remember that because uh, that was the one that there was like a brief intermission uh, through it because uh, I got really pissed and uh, there was very, there was only like 30 minutes and that's when we finished building Benji the next day. <laughs> um, and Music to be Murdered by Side B Deluxe Edition. I know, I know just came out but uh it earned it fucking earned it so what about yours um for honorable mentions uh i just got a couple things here that i probably this is more off the top of my head i don't have you written down one thing i definitely want to mention is uh revenge of the dreamers 3 deluxe edition that one's a bit cheating uh because the main album came out in 2019 and only the deluxe came out just like barely in 2020 uh the deluxe though does have a couple songs that stand on its own but I, I do just kind of want to give a moment to appreciate that album because it, it has it has a lot of flaws in my opinion, but I do really enjoy that record. That's a great one. Um, uh, then uh, both the Juices records, which I, I didn't I didn't exclusively listen to in 2020. I heard you know in past years I listened to them, especially Goodbye and Riddance. But even though I had listened to Death Wish for Love in 2019, a solid chunk, I did not listen to it a lot before this year uh, because I was not a huge fan of that album when it came out. But I, I did listen to Goodbye and Riddance playing before that there. But I still, of course, listen to those a lot this year. So I definitely think both of those are in their spot uh, as honorable mentions. Um, I'm going to give one to uh, to Welcome Home by, uh, by Aries. Let's that one, go! That was a really good album. Um, oh, so if we're, if we're going, like, 
all over with the mentions. Like, Legends Never Die, I'm going to throw on there. I don't know how I forgot that. Legends Never Die, it was the first full Juice project. Wasn't bad, wasn't the greatest, but it was good. Uh, coming in at number one overall and number two, uh, I'm going to have to say uh, Skins in question mark. Uh, skins at number one, question mark at number two. Uh, Beautiful Oblivion uh, by Issues, Headspace by Issues, Issues Self-Titled by Issues, Iridescence by Brockhampton, and Seventeen by X as well. So the three albums I heard by him all made it onto the honorable mention. I didn't have any honorable mentions. I was just... (laughs) Yeah. All right. (laughs) Then I guess we'll start with our favorites. Uh, my number five favorite album in 2020 was No Eternity in Gold by Like Moths to Flames. It was just a really solid comeback for them. Uh, I kind of fell off during uh, their, uh, what was it called? Something Divine, I think. Uh, like Moths to Flames. Uh, Dark Divine kind of fell off around there and i was like eh, it's okay and this one just there was not a bad track it just like immediately it was just like boom get your metalcore dick sucked and i'm like oh damn i'm getting the dishwasher going on i was it was solid lyrically it was amazing the instrumentally it was insane and the vocals just as always just made me like nut so uh yeah that's my favorite you're number one or number five? Uh, five. Number five. Okay. Oh, so we're just making sure we're doing listened in 2020, right? Yeah. Favorite favorite album in 2020. Uh, top five. So like that was my five. That's like the least favorite okay. of my top five. So so not released in 2020. Just listened to, or are we doing released in 2020? released in 2020? Right. Oh, we're doing released in 2020. Yeah. So like your top five released in 2020, and then like top five listened to in 2020. I just realized okay. I didn't write down. So, yeah, okay, so yeah, those those honorable mentions I said were for listened in 2020. Or mm. I thought we were doing listened. All right, yeah. We'll uh, forget that he said anything because then we're going to do it again, <laughs> and then we're going to give <laughs> a little bit of a backstory. Okay, uh, what's your number five spot So for favorite album favorite albums in 2020? For released? Yeah. Okay, for released, um, I, did, I did Legends Never Die on this one, but I'm very conflicted with this one here. I I really didn't listen to a ton of albums that came out in 2020 that I loved. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've put Legend Never's Die for now. However, I will note, I've put a little asterisk next to it because Whole Lotta Red comes out on Friday. And <laughs> I am expecting Whole Lotta Red to probably make it on this list. So I'm just saying, in the event that Whole Lotta Red is good it's going to overtake the spot because I really don't actually want legends ever die up here. It was a good record, but I don't find myself coming back to it. it it's, it's just not as good as his other records. It's still a good record, but it, it does not stand up. I would not normally put it here, but I was really struggling to find a fifth album that I wanted to put on here for the like, released in 2020. I'm going to laugh if playboy Cardi's album completely flops because of all the hype that has went into it. You know, I will cry. <laughs> I'm gonna laugh. I'm gonna laugh. Also, uh, side note: Wait. Did you know that Juice and Uzi are releasing a song together? Ooh, juicy! Yeah, juicy. We getting a juicy. We getting a juicy. 
I'm excited about that. I'm excited for the juicy. Uh, all right. Travis, what's your number five? So I didn't actually write down five of them because I thought we were I thought we were only doing albums that we reviewed. I didn't realize it was just albums that came out in general in 2020. Nothing ever goes smooth for us, does it? No, it doesn't. No, Travis doesn't no. listen. <sighs> I even sent the setup, the layout. Yeah, you I, did, I, but I, I misunderstood. I guess. Um. Let me think. Was a uh, was music to be murdered by? Did that come out in 2020 or 2019? It was a deluxe edition, so technically you. Can't. No, both both did. Both came out in 2020. Both were 2020. No, okay. It was like January. Wait, are you serious? It's like either January or February when the, oh, the original came fuck. out. Fuck. All right. Well, this changes things. Like I know, like January and February feels like three years ago, but yeah, that was actually this year, funnily. Okay. Uh, I'll, right. I'll I'll put that as my number five. Well, I have to change a little bit around. <laughs> Cause nothing ever goes smooth for us. <laughs> I feel I I was knowing that was gonna happen. I was like I was thinking too. I was like I wonder if Nicotine is gonna go on Michael's list. And I was like I wonder if Michael even knows that album came out in 2020. <laughs> no, no, just wait, just wait. I remembered. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one. Uh, number four, "Fuck Love Savage" by Kid Leroy. I thought this was an insanely good album. Uh, I I can hear it in Travis. Just fuck this. Fuck this album. <laughs> I did not like that album at I all. I loved it. This was my favorite. It, uh... I It was number four. I actually had a good chunk of, like, kind of alt stuff on here. Um, Fuck Love Savage, I just really liked. The main album part was good. There were a lot of songs on there that I did like, and I listened to it on repeat for probably seven hours straight, and I loved it. Um, we're just going to take out the skits. All right, the skits didn't happen. Those didn't. Yeah, those he, the, no. no. I, I I'm hanging up on the skits. Right? <laughs> um, True. The EP part, the Savage part of it, was insanely good, and I am so excited to see where uh, Leroy goes past this because it was such a good one. It just had the right emotions, had the right feels, and sometimes it was just something that bumped hard in the car. I loved it. It was. It was so good. So that's my number four. Here, a uh, bit unexpected for myself here. I, I, not necessarily like unexpected for the year, but like I, I wouldn't have, I didn't originally think about it until I was list, looking through like list albums over here. Uh, seven, uh, by uh, Tokyo. By, uh, what, yeah, Tokyo. What the fuck is it? I was, I was like, I, I wanted to say his his Instagram name. <laughs> oh, <laughs> is, Kyoto. I was just like, yeah, I was just Kyoto. Like, yeah, I was <laughs> But uh, yeah, at seven, heck of a heck of a an impressed. Uh, I that's not a phrase. I was very <laughs> impressed. Uh, from going from uh, Good Morning Tokyo, which I kind of expected to be like a one-off song. I didn't expect him to stay around or anything. Um, seven proved otherwise. It's a really solid project. Hellbent is in my head like every single day. I, I can't escape that song. I, I really can't. I I've tried. It, it taunts me. But um. <laughs> It's a really good album with a lot of catchy songs. It's. I was like, yeah, you know, I was like looking, I was looking through the list of songs that came out. I was like, yeah, definitely, this deserves a spot up here. I had thought about it, and I just like, I think after like my first or second listen, I just haven't really went back and listened to many songs off of it. Uh, and I don't know don't why. Frequently. 
I don't very frequently go back to it, but it's one of those things that, like I said, like, I always have, like, something about it, like, it's not, like, at least once a week I think about it, you know? Uh, and for what it is, uh, it's kind of like a proving record, I feel. I definitely think it proves his, his abilities. I, the songs by him that I remember is Thought and Good Morning Tokyo. Those ones remain in my head, like, every day. Like, I will literally go, that's a thought. <laughs> like I'll just I'll say little one lines all the freaking time. <laughs> that's a thought. <laughs> that's a thought. I could see that from a mile away. Look at that's a that's a good one. I was wondering if uh Seven was gonna make it on any of our uh well technically Travis wouldn't have listened to it. He doesn't listen to albums, so um I was wondering if it was gonna make it on yours. <laughs> you know, how you know thinking about how did you even make a list of five albums that we reviewed if you didn't review almost any of the albums? <laughs> <laughs> wow. This is the second day in a row he's been bullied on the podcast. <laughs> I do. I do. Uh, okay. Okay, so what You didn't you even listen to the album today. You you really set yourself up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I did. I totally did. <laughs> I deserve to be bullied, but I can still be like somewhat sad by the fact that I am being bullied. I mean, that explains But you can't because you didn't day. listen sad. <laughs> No, I didn't say I could. Oh, I understand. Okay, I'm done. You did a funny. Dude, I know. You're just so bad at it, you know? Uh... Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Alright, what's your number four? What's your number four? Uh, number four, I'm going to have to say Post Traumatic by I Prevail. Ooh. That was a really cool what they did with that. I liked it. I liked it. I just, some of them, I have to say, some of them. Some I, songs sound a lot better live than others. <laughs> well, no, not even just the live stuff, because I haven't really listened to, like, all the live tracks. Because I, I like watching their clips and stuff that they post of live. Mm -hmm. So it's like, that's good. But I also don't want to listen to it and, like, ruin the experience for when I actually do get to see them live. Yeah. And so, but, like, the bonus tracks that they added on were, like, features and stuff. I yeah. just, they're really making it hard to defend them against being butt rock at times. Yeah. <laughs> like the Joyner Lucas one. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of cool, but like, mm. yeah. I feel I, like they could have just left that yeah. song alone and it would have been fine. They could have just like done anything else and it would have <laughs> been Literally fine. anything else. Yeah. Uh, the Hurricane one was really good. That was cool. That was I like that. I love that one. Uh, Feel something was okay. I was disappointed, but um, <laughs> whatever. Whatever. Uh, number okay. three. Considering the fact that I just realized um, where "Fuck Love Savage" used to be, uh, music to be murdered by both the original and the side B deluxe version. This album is fucking amazing. After Kamikaze, where he's like, let's just diss the entire industry that made fun of me. And it's like, oh shit, <laughs> that's why you're the king of this. He comes out with music to be murdered by, which is just fun as fuck. He's just like, yeah, I'm just going to have fun with it. I mean, I cannot talk about this without mentioning, like, my favorite songs by him on it. And it's easy. It's easy to choose which ones I like. So from just the original one, you got Lock It Up. That's amazing. Little Engine. Fucking flawless. 
of course you have Godzilla and those kind of knights. I love those. Um, and then where's the other one? Uh, Into Deep. Ha- basically every song on here just really grew on me. But Lock It Up would definitely probably be my favorite. Lock It Up and Little Engine between them. But from the side B version, oh my god, Alfred's theme, uh, uh, Killer, and these demons, fucking amazing, homie. Like. This shit is just good. It's gold. And I love this. I love this fucking album. I've been jamming it every single fucking day since it <laughs> dropped. So, yeah, that's my number three. I love that one. Mm. Okay. I will note, I, I do like Music to be Murdered By. Definitely not enough to put it up here, but it, it is a good record. I haven't listened to the B-side yet. Oh. The B-side? Dude, so, okay, I can tell you right now, Alfred's theme, you're going to lose your shit. I've seen that one going around on Twitter. I've seen people talk. You're going to love it to death. Uh, now, uh, on a on a much more somber note, uh, my number three, uh, "Circles" by Mac Miller. Um, I had not liked Mac Miller Project before. I hadn't listened to a full project, but every time I had tried, I would just get like not interested after two or three tracks. Like I tried to get into them, I just could not. And then "Circles" came out, and I was like. Before Circles came out, Good News had dropped as a single, which Good News is like my number five most listened to song of the year on Spotify. So I had heard Good News and I was like, this song's stupid good. I was like, I'm actually going to listen to that when it came out. And whenever it did, I didn't listen to the album a ton of times, but it was so impactful every time I did listen to it. It is a real. Hold on one sec. (laughs) He died. Bye-bye. Now we welcome back to... Okay, yeah, hold <laughs> But um, it, it was such an impactful record, truly. It, it's, it is a really beautiful record. Like I said, where I could not get into them previously, uh, this record is is definitely one that I can listen to. It is just a truly beautiful record, top to bottom. Didn't review it on here because it came out in, like, February or something. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, heck, I still remember exactly what I was doing the first time I listened to it, which was taking a chemistry test. Uh and it was, it's it's a really really. You're making me really want to listen to this now. You have <laughs> you haven't listened to it? No. Nope. Have you heard at least good news? Uh, I think I've heard actually. That's the one where it like starts almost like a TV, right? Maybe I I'm wrong. don't think so. Maybe, maybe I'm completely wrong. I don't know. There's like one yeah. where it sounds like a TV turns on or whatever. Or maybe that was just Chloe's shitty speakers. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> but um, yeah, you, if you haven't heard this record, you have to hear. It. You will cry. I'm almost certain. <laughs> this this record is beautiful. It is truly beautiful. And this is your number three. God, I yeah. I I wonder. I'm actually wondering if you and I have the same one, like number one. Oh, we have the same one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we definitely do. <laughs> And seeing as you're the, what I have is two isn't on your honorable mentions, I'm thinking it's probably might be your number two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> um, Travis, what was your number third? Third, third, number third. Number third. <laughs> number third for me was Legends Never Die, Juice World. I actually really like that album. Oh, okay, okay. Damn, we're, we're converting him. We're converting him. So yeah, we're doing good. Doing good. Doing good. Doing good. <laughs> poggers Pog. Pog. it's poggers bro all right um my number two is nicotine by trevor daniel oh we don't have the same one 
Oh. Uh, <laughs> nicotine is just it, I fell in love with falling. Which okay, fun fact: falling has been reused for like the last three years. Like it's it's like a cheap whore at a party, man. <laughs> like let me see, Trevor Daniel. What just the just the title? The song, like the song has not changed. Um, falling came out in 2018, uh, in October. Then it was on his EP Homesick, which that one's actually pretty damn good. Then Black Bear remixed it, and it was like, oh, that one's dope. And then he re-released Falling with a new uh, remix on in 2020 with the Summer Walker remix in January. Then he put it on an album. And that's the only song that has been used, but it was the most popular and it had a revival on TikTok. So it's like, okay, that makes sense. Then, luckily, I will say, he put it as the final track of the album and it fits. So he didn't do what people will do and put like the singles very first. It's like, <laughs> oh, that's cool. But this is just a solid, there is not a skippable song on this entire album. It is flawless. I love it to death. It is perfect in every way the it kind of reminds me now that i've like listened to a lot of x projects it's kind of cool listening to this and hearing the influence that you could tell x had on it because it just has like some guitar it has like real instruments mixed in with it and it's this cool singing rapping hype dancing it's just a really cool blend and the dude's from houston so i mean i got some texas you know love for him so nicotine (laughs) flawless there's a reason i reviewed it on the very first episode of this podcast and i think i spent about 45 to 50 minutes talking about it i love this fucking album it is so good trevor if you ever hear this collab with me or get on the fucking podcast all right i just want i just want he did like my comment and uh talk to me a little bit in dms so I will say I have been able to talk with him, but I just want to like thank you for this beautiful song. Cause falling, I have cried too. Travis probably remembers because I went to go get ice cream that one day, and I said I've listened to this <laughs> song for forty five minutes. <laughs> it's it's yep. beautiful. I re- I remember that. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is beautiful. So that's my number two, nicotine, and I am just as addicted as a smoker is. All right, uh, my number that's two. Intense. Um, kind of in a similar vein to Circles, another album that I could not get into other albums from this artist, and this is the first one I enjoyed, and I loved it too. Uh, and that is Eternal Take. Ooh, good choice. I th- this record, first of all, does not feel like it came out this year. No, it doesn't. But it did. Um, but man, once again, I remember exactly where I was. I was in calculus. I was like about to take a quiz in calculus. And then, like, Uzi tweeted, he's like, fuck it, I'm going to drop it now. Because he was supposed to drop it, like, in, like, three days later. And he literally just tweets, I'm going to drop it now. And I'm like, what do you mean you're going to drop it now? I opened Spotify, I was like, you dropped it now. <laughs> and I texted, like, everybody I knew. I was just like, yo, Uzi dropped the show the day. Uh, it was great. It, it's album's really good. It's not, like, as flawless as other albums on here, like Circles. It's not as flawless, but this is a super durable album that I do actually come back to. It's it is a really good album. If you haven't heard it, it is an album full of bangers. It is great. 
I, I still need to finish it. I think I got all the way down to Celebration Station. Of course, I heard P2 because you're like, X yeah. P2 is should have been Extra Tour Life Part 2. Listen to it. That's and what like, it means. What? And I'm like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Fun fact, P2 is the reason I made a journal too. I love the idea of like looking back on everything that you created huh. and just like talking about it. <laughs> yeah, where you basically like make two different vibes like journal is good like my song journal is good and it has but it has like a dark undertone journal two is just nothing but happiness and being like i'm happier than i was a year ago so thank y'all for everything it i it just like inspired me for that so i still need to finish listening to it because it was good like silly watch is a fucking banger <laughs> i came in with a new photograph fuck on your bitch make that whole one a milli right i'm with my boys and no we do not milli right funny money does it not know silly i love that song dude and funny thing about this album too i was listening to this album so much on like the last time that i got to hang out with like a large group of people which was the last car meet i went to which was on my uh it was when we had my birthday party mm-hmm. um and i was we i was with tonito and we drove down there and uh and we were this is like the album we just played the entire way there and back was just this album that's kind of what i kind of think about it there is that that end of my birthday party where we just went and hung out at the car meet for the last time there and then quarantine started like three days later it's literally like the that's probably why it feels so long because everything before quarantine doesn't feel real yeah it's so long i remember that literally right before quarantine started i had a dance class for formal and it was huge. It was a massive thing. And then, oh my god, that's so weird. It's been so. It's been nine months. Are you sad? Yes, I'm very sad, and it's bad. <laughs> it has me staring at the sky. Oh my god! Going whoa, my mind is in you're... awe. You're out in the moonlight staring at the sky. <laughs> I feel so You just alone. need one minute to do it. <laughs> I need one minute alone. <laughs> After that I'm one done. minute will be the remedy for my broken heart. <laughs> Why am I so in love? <laughs> I'm just going down. <laughs> but before I close my eyes, I'm going to get these dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Thank y'all for listening. I don't even speak Spanish, lol. <laughs> but yeah, I still smash. Didn't. <laughs> but the smashing just leaves me numb. But it's an infinite feeling. It has me going through the infinity. <laughs> One might say you're going through changes. That brings some hope. <laughs> Man, I'm just trying to learn, but... You know, I just can't seem to love myself like you love yourself. Alright, I don't want to Remember do this that time anymore. that you had schizophrenia? <laughs> 21, 21, 21. I, I don't want to do this anymore. But my pain is my best friend. <laughs> Jocelyn Flores. So whatever it is that has me at. Whoa. <laughs> My mind's at all again. <laughs> it's got me wondering, what am I so afraid of? I don't let go of it, though. 
Rip. <laughs> I'm getting a little hungry. I need to eat some train food. Be careful. Don't fall asleep. Everyone dies in the night. Yeah, you don't want to end up dead. Uh, I don't want any revenge. <laughs> Where's this train going to anyways, Orlando? <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. I hate Orlando. I'm going to be leaning out the side of the train like, save me! <laughs> Don't worry, Aleo will catch you. Okay. But I just, I can't stop. I have depression and obsession with the fact that I fuck love because it just won't let me carry on. Kick you me. I don't know how to say that. <laughs> <laughs> get you. Okay, thank you. Wait, what's get you? What? Where is that? That's at? his kid's name. That's his kid's name. He has a song <laughs> called Get You Freestyle. Get you. <laughs> All right, what is your number two spot, Travis? Should you call him Small Travis? Small Travis. Rap name. I'm Small Travis. That's what I swear I heard you say. What's your number two, Small Travis? <laughs> What happened to Big Travis? <laughs> Big Travis is dead. It's small Travis now. The he's, whitest rapper he's... alive. I'm no. small Travis. He's laying down dead in the moonlight. <laughs> I was running out of song titles. I was like, uh... I know, me too. I've literally just got a list right here. Dude, I'm literally looking at everything. Uh... <laughs> oh, man. Whew. Uh, oh, yeah, you're uh... number two, though. My number two was No Eternity in Gold, which I started listening to again, and I started, like, I added it to a couple playlists, and I was just like, okay, this is, I'm starting to kind of get into this. I could see this becoming an album that I, like, really, really vibe with sometime down the road. It is so good. It is so fucking good. It just, every single one makes you want to, like, punch a kitten. (laughs) I mean, I I don't know about that, but, like, (laughs) they're pretty good songs. Uh... All right, my number one. So, do you want to say your number yeah, one at the it. same time? Yeah. Three, two, one, punk two. Punk two. Yes! <laughs> There's nothing to say. It's just flawless. We, we knew this when we reviewed it. We, we said it then. Yeah, it's flawless. It's perfect. It's going to bring on a whole new wave. By the way, Luke Simpson created another like shitty version of Break-Ins, but then he added John Bellion into it. So he's like a low-budget version of both of them now. Fuck you, oh, Luke yeah, Simpson. It, it, it couldn't be anything else but the South. It, this... There was a reason that I like panic texted you like 90 times. I was like, listen to it. Listen to it. Dude, it was like in a row, and I'm like, okay. And then just, you know, fucking out-of-body experience. And I'm like, I don't know what's real anymore. Yeah, I know. That night, I was like already going to sleep, and you texted me. And I was like, I'm going to look at my phone see if that was Michael. And I was like, oh, yeah, he lives in the album. And I'm like, I don't know what's real anymore. (laughs) It was like, yeah, that's what I thought. (laughs) It's just, I don't know what to say. This is like, he... This is what it feels like. It feels like he is going to be the next wave of like what XXXTentacion was to it. This is what it feels like. Like for this like alt so. genre, he's going to be that. And I'm already noticing it. 
Like, I'm already noticing it in more songs that have been releasing this year that people are kind of starting to do that. Where they're like, oh, I'm going to kind of do a little bit of something like this. Like the really loud. A little bit of this and a little bit of that. <laughs> we gonna be, we gonna uh, be all right, we gonna though. Be, uh, <laughs> we going to be, uh, we going to be, uh. I had to. It just, it's flawless. Like, I can't say anything else about it. It's just perfect. It There's no other album that could be my number one. There's no other album. That's why I'm mad at Spotify. Why did they not put, like, Dropout as my number one song? Why is it Hum? Hum is not my number one. What the fuck? <laughs> like, every song you had at your top, your own song. Yeah. yeah it angers me. Because it was like yes, humming and burning. You feel a bit narcissistic. <laughs> I get, well, I think it's because I have to listen to Google Drives all the time. And it's just the same reason I won't listen to like YouTube, like songs that are only on YouTube oh, yeah. and on SoundCloud. I get irritated because I only use Spotify. So I think when it gets added on, I just listen to it because I'm like, oh, look, I can do this now. Beep. Now it's restarted. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's punk too. It's just fucking 15 out of 10. It's beautiful. It's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my favorite song? Okay. So what is your all-time favorite song on that album? Ooh, um, give me a moment. Uh, man, that's, that's a tough question. I know mine. Mine's Nose Ring, like bar none. Nose Ring is my favorite. Rosier. Rosier slash punk too. Nope. Yeah, that's. Look at our boy. I would He's also say. Million. Oh, he is. Let's go. We will say. Yeah. What? I was. A, I was. A, um. I'd be very close to stating that my favorite is is Drank Three of my parents' craft beers. It's probably the one I listened to the most off of the album, but it's not like a super full full song. So I'd say Rosier then. Yeah, I, uh, it's almost like an intermission. It's just a really fucking good intermission. It really is. Nose Ring, like so many other ones, like Prozac, uh, Break Ins 2.0 Freestyle. Two. Um, oh, there's, They're all my favorite. I can't pick. <laughs> I, I know, but the one that I just kept going back to was Nose Ring. Nose Ring is just like, I love that one so much. So good. All right, Travis, what's your number one? Okay. So, I'm going to preface this, because I know it's just going to sound like uh, like ass-kissing at first, but I'm going to preface this by saying, I don't listen to a whole lot of, like, full albums. And, especially considering I'm not super up on, like, current music. So, I didn't listen to a whole lot of, like, brand new albums that came out this year. Um, so, my selection was a little bit limited, but I think my number one was still a very good album. My number one is going to be Burning by Marco Riccardi. Yes! I did it! I made it on! <laughs> um, but yeah, so not, not ass-kissing, but also not like, I'm not saying like, oh, well, I literally had nothing else to choose from, because I do think it was a genuinely good album. Like, um... I literally have like uh, reality and uh, fairy tale and once a home on a prison on just like some of my other playlists, 
just because like they're genuinely good songs you know Mm -hmm. and uh one thing (laughs) i didn't actually tell you about this when it happened because i wanted your reaction to be live on podcast because i'm mean and thought it would be funny (laughs) um (laughs) i uh a couple nights ago i was feeling like really really crappy and really really anxious and i listened uh i was listening to burning and i listened to uh um uh, you are my sunshine or oh the sunflower interlude sun yeah, yeah, yeah i listened to that and then i went back and listened to uh your smile and i just started like bawling oh. crying in my bed <laughs> so yeah you're my number one let's go <laughs> burning did it hell yeah <laughs> that's dope as fuck I love that. I love that so much. That's awesome. <laughs> well, all right. That also, I know the exact mood you were in. I know the exact mood, and I know exactly why. Yep. <laughs> Based on those songs, I know exactly which one you were in. All right. So, so we want to just real quickly run through the listened in albums because it's been going on for a long time mm-hmm. we also have a. Sure. Uh, I also want to quickly go through like uh we'll go through the singles after the uh the albums because that one will just mm-hmm. be like quick but i also have a small list of my least favorites <laughs> and one of them i just really is a surprising one but it just mm, i'm gonna explain the backstory for it but uh okay my number five of this year was uh fuck love again high one i loved it <laughs> I just, yeah, like I already explained that. Yeah. Um, my number five is Please Excuse Me for Being Antisocial by Roddy Rich. Uh, it sucks that this record couldn't be on the, the release in 2020 because, like, it totally blew up in 2020. It, nobody listened to it in December of 2019, mm-hmm. but it was super big in 2020. Super phenomenal album. Easy a 10 out of 10 for me. It's easy. I'm going to have to say Narrated for You by Alec Benjamin, because I remember I started listening to that album when I was, like, really, really depressed in, like, 2018, 2019. And so it's got a lot of, like, pain, but also a lot of, like, uh, kind of bittersweet nostalgia. So it holds a special place in my heart. That's cute. (laughs) You're cute. Oh. Uh, (laughs) Number four is Nicotine. I there's a reason that there's like six songs on my top songs of 2020 scattered throughout from it it just i love this i love this album so much uh for me 17 i think i've said a lot about it already <laughs> 17 so all right um my number four okay <laughs> i felt like these ones didn't really fully count so i put two of them but it's the uh two, i put two of them for number four um, but it's the soundtracks for Interstellar and Finding Nemo. For three and four, like interchangeable? No, just for four. Oh. Yeah. Those are they good. like t- they like tied for fourth. I've never been able to get into movie soundtracks. Mm-hmm. I've just I've never been able to. Nate has tried so many times and I'm like, no. <laughs> he he would be the one to try and get you into it. <laughs> that's all he listened to like the fact that he listens to real music now is crazy because when we first met he would only listen to like tron the tron soundtrack 
gosh like, the soundtrack is so good star wars <laughs> and like dubstep and that's it like that's all he would listen to I'm like, this i is mean true. did you see his haircut back then are true. you really surprised true. <laughs> uh number three for me is music to be murdered by it was one of those things where like when i was trying to get these lists together I was like, did I listen to full albums? And then I realized just like over the year, I chose so many songs from these albums that I would listen to randomly that I was like, yeah, that just makes it. So like, I may not have listened to music to be murdered by all the way through for, you know, all year, but it was definitely one where like, I couldn't just listen to one song off of it. I listened to like four of them at a time. It was like one, two, three, yeah. four, one, two, three, four. So yeah, music to be murdered by was my number three. Mm-hmm. For me, number three here, uh, Skins. Once again, I've said a lot about it. You can take a guess what number two is going to be. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got uh, The Search no by NF. That's one one of like the few albums where I can listen to the entire thing all the way through and like never want to skip a single song. I still don't think I've listened all the way through. I still think I'm missing like five songs. Really? Yeah. It's really good. I got I got a little bit more. I like NF, but uh, mm-hmm. there's definitely like a limit to like I got to like yeah. a, like a certain amount, and I was like, okay, I just mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't I can't anymore. I can't. <laughs> it's subjective. It's subjective. Yeah. yeah, but I love it. The songs I love, mm-hmm. like Time. Oh my god. Oh my gosh, Them... <laughs> dude, I should have put that on my top singles. What the heck, dude? I it was you know crazy. what? Screw it. I'm gonna add that. <laughs> to my top um, singles right now number two this is gonna surprise soap i think it's gonna surprise soap uh punk two comes in at number two for uh listen to in 2020 yep uh my number two question mark as i said you probably take a guess on that. Mm-hmm. and yeah I, I actually by the way i did not listen to x before this year uh, i was in about january I, it was because I was thinking it was like after Juice died. I was like, man, I, I understand how X died spelled in 2018. And then I finally listened to uh, to X. So yeah, I hadn't listened to X before this year. And then you had like the uh, the grieving process of realizing, fuck, he's good. Yeah, I was like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I was like, wow, this guy's great. Can't wait for the next. Oh, oh son of a bitch. no. <laughs> <laughs> ah, nuts. All right. My number two not going to be super surprising to michael trauma by i prevail mm-hmm. such a flawless flawless album i love that top to bottom it is so good i've listened to it so much though that i have to like back off i'm like i can't yeah i can't listen <laughs> You're gonna, to like, it anymore. burn yourself out on it i did burn myself out but even when i was burned out i still listened you to it i was like I, listen to it. It. <laughs> I, I can't stop same thing with lifelines i've just now been able to start going mm-hmm. back and i'm actually finding the diamonds like chaos is so good on that album like yeah. oh my god um and pull the plug uh <laughs> my number one of 2020 was welcome home by aries i fucking love this album bar none it is so good top to bottom flawless not a skippable song on it it is beautiful the lyrics are thoughtful and just it hits you from every fucking angle where you're just in your feelings and you're trying to figure out how it is it's just there's a song on there for every single mood but every single song has that feeling where you just get to like this side of your emotions that you don't understand you can't comprehend i love this album to death 
And I will say, go and listen to his two new songs because I'm pretty sure an album is on the way. And it took a little bit of time because this new stuff is actually really happy, which is weird. And uh, I was like wanting it to be sad. But now I realize it's a blessing that it's not because it's so fucking good and it makes me happy. So welcome home, Aries. Go listen to it. Uh, no surprise here with me, number one punk two. Boop, boop, boop. Travis. All right. Um, also, Michael probably guessed this one already. Haven't been myself. Too close to touch. Mm-hmm. How long? It's been on there so... since I introduced you to Too Close. Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, no, it actually hasn't been because I remember the first time. Okay. I remember. Because the first song you showed me was Pretty Little Thing. Mm-hmm. And I loved that song. Flawless. Um, but I remember I went and I was like looking, I was just like looking through some of their other music. And I remember, I, I'm wanting to say I listened through like a lot of Haven't Been Myself. And I like, I didn't like it at first. And I I don't know why I didn't like it. I I think it was just because like I didn't really it could have just it could have just been that I didn't really appreciate each song for like what it was and what each one represented because I wasn't, you know, depressed yet. But um... what I wish I could forget was the first one I heard by them and uh i did the same thing where i was like oh this is okay and then i like kind of got more and more and then as i got sad i appreciated it Mm -hmm. yeah because oh my gosh dude i remember like um i remember like right around the time that i started really getting into it i was going through admittedly not (laughs) not a breakup not like a relationship thing because the relationship never happened it was still toxic uh yeah fair um but yeah so i was like i was you know really really hung up on this girl and it was just like i remember i started listening to that more and i know uh uh nerve endings and miss your face and pretty little thing were like my top three because they just like really really encompassed that and i i have no idea why it took me so long to listen to it but i'm pretty sure like eily was the last song that I listened to, like, from those two albums. Like, I listened to all the other ones. I have no idea why it took me so long to listen to Eilie, but I finally listened to it, and I remember, like... (sighs) You know those times where it's, like, you know, you have, like, multiple different, like, types of crying? Mm -hmm. You've got, like, you know, just kind of, like, your calm sort of crying. You got more, and then, like, at the just full, like, dialed to 10, you've got, like, the, like, violent crying. You can't contain it. It's, like, shaking your body. Yes, exactly. When I listened to Eileen for the first time, and I was just, like, listening to the lyrics, I've never experienced anything even close to that. Mm -hmm. But it was just, it was so moving that I, I, I was messed up. I just remember, like, laying in my bed, just, like, sobbing for probably close to an hour, like, after I listened to that song for the first time. So, that song specifically, and then that band, but specifically that album is just always going to be, like, okay, this is, this is almost, this, this album, I think, I feel like is always inevitably going to be 
in my top 10 albums of all time, if not my top five, or if it ever gets dethroned from my favorite album ever. But yeah, as of right here, right now, for 2020 and in general, haven't been myself, favorite album of all time. You should go listen to it. It's amazing. Well, I remember also one little tidbit was you said you were scared to have the songs on your mp3 player because you didn't know what your parents would say about a naked woman on oh. the cover. <laughs> so i remember that <laughs> i remember that much i i do i do remember having that conversation barely but yeah and then it's like my mom was just like i mean it's not that it's not like yeah, she listened or anything. To, she's uh, like i don't care <laughs> yeah, she listened to a band i i guarantee i can't remember the exact band but uh it's like a famous album where like the girl's holding a toy airplane and it's like a bare breasted. She's bare breasted on the front. She's like fourteen or fifteen and she's bare breasted. It's a painting. And so I guarantee your mom listened to that. Yeah, dude, it was wild. It was fucking wild. <laughs> okay. I read it in a book uh, called uh, For What It's Worth, and it was like a seventies kid that like was obsessed with records and everything. And yeah. uh, he would, they would mention album covers. I'm like, what? So I remember I Google searched it, and I was like, is this porn? Like, am I allowed to see this? This feels Basically, weird. But yeah, that's that's the thing where if your parents walk in, it's like it would be so much. Easier I can to explain. Just be like, it's so much easier to just say that you're what. I I'm jacking off. Trying I'm to explain off. that. I'm jacking off. Yep. That's what, that's what <laughs> All right. So favorite singles of 2020 i actually had 10 i actually had top 10 um hey so at number 10 is cheat code by aaron alba great independent artist really good um he's i will say not necessarily my favorite personality uh just from like when i met him to now but um still love the dude he's incredibly talented and this was uh number five was it number five let me see. Abidation, uh, that Empires, Cheat Code. Uh, oh, no. Man on the Run, then Empires, then Cheat Code, then Idol. Yeah. So, number four of his uh, six songs in six months. And it's really good. It has Bars and Eddie on there. Love it. Love it to death. It's really good. Number nine is Paranoid by a guy named Loner. Um,. Soap knows about him because I talked about him and I was like, this dude, this is how Terminator Burger started. <laughs> That's how Terminator Burger oh, came to be. Yeah. This, this was the motherfucker that was like, they're going <laughs> to be tracking us. And it's like, dude, you're smoking too much weed. All right. You start your day with like two blunts. Get the fuck out of here. Um, but he did make a banger. So paranoids on there uh number eight is sophia by tiny meat gang love that one it is so good it took me a little bit to get used to it because uh well i'll uh i'll say it in a minute but sophia (laughs) such a good one uh fool's gold by aries uh his comeback song which i guess not necessarily comeback because he was only gone for like a year and that's usually around the time that bands do stuff but uh it's insanely good. It's like this whole new wave of it, and I love it. Conversations at number six, also by him. That one's amazing. Like, it's such a cool one, and he, like, as the song progresses, until you listen to it over and over again, you don't realize the song goes from being, like, this, like, kind of alt-pop, like, you know, you can hear real drums and guitar and stuff, and by the time it gets about halfway mark and he does, like, this transition into, like, the finale of it, 
all of the beat switches to like his style where he like handmade like all the samples and everything so it's not even real instruments anymore but it's back to his style and it's so good i love it to death it's so good and uh he's doing a remix contest as of when we're recording this which is december 20th and uh he's if you you know enter it uh you'll get the acapella for like all the vocals and everything and uh, I'm thinking of entering. I'm wanting to enter to see if I can do a good remix. I doubt I will be able to do it, but um, number five is "People So Stupid" by Tom McDonald. This one really angered me, and uh, I love this song because it was after multiple arguments, <laughs> and I was just tired of everyone. So "People So Stupid," love that one. Uh, "Riot" is at number four by Little Skies. Just a banger. Just a fucking banger. Number three is My Ex's Best Friend, which is MGK with Black Bear. The only bad part about this song is that it's so short. I love this to death. Mm. Number two is Lemons by uh, Mad Child, dude from Can- uh, from Canada. Amazing dude. My dad and I have been listening to for years. Tom McDonald we found early this year. My dad did. Uh, found out that they're like good friends because they're both Canadian. So they both became, uh, they did like a whole album together and did like, a slew of singles which is awesome he also was a part of uh, swollen members which was a rap group in canada badass and number one is travis what uh my favorite singles of 2020 was you no i'm saying you as a person because you're single you're fucking <laughs> <laughs> frick Blip. he's right <laughs> no no uh, oh shit how did I for? Oh my god. Okay, if I'm talking solid copy, um, it would have to be like fucking, uh, Jable's demise, home tonight, and then uh, <laughs> last night. Actually, unreleased track boats would be number one. Like that would be number one if it was released in 2020. That would be my all-time favorite. But as of now, I have to do it. Uh, number one is Broke Bitch by Tiny Meat Game. And mm. Sophia was really hard to listen to after Broke Bitch because mm-hmm. Broke Bitch is just so perfect. And yeah. Sophia's perfect too, but it was a different style. And I was like, damn it. But um, yeah, Broke mm-hmm. Bitch would be number one. Uh, Tiny Meat <laughs> Gang is insanely good. So go and stream some of their stuff and their podcast. It's hilarious. Uh, so, what is your favorite singles, if you have any? If you don't, it's all good. I don't really got any favorite singles because I don't tend to listen to singles. But what I will just say here is that just fill all of them with Playboy Cardi leaks. <laughs> that is my top. <laughs> Uh, like 150 is all Cardi leaks. Cool. Yeah. Next. <laughs> oh wait, I'm next. Cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I would. All right. Uh, I'm gonna say number 10 has got to be "Sad Forever" by Lauve. I've cried to this song many, many times. Uh, number nine, "Candy" by Robbie Williams gives me. So much serotonin. Serotonin. Oh my gosh. Okay. I legitimately want to like just like film a bunch of like random footage and like edit it together into like a trailer for like a rom com to that song. Like I want to do that every time I listen to it. So (laughs) amazing song. Love Candy by Robbie. Uh, number eight for me was Broke Bitch by Tiny Meat Gang. Broke Bitch! <laughs> such, such a good, such a good song. Um, probably, oh, I don't know. 
Yeah, probably my favorite Tiny Meat Gang song. Mm-hmm. Sophia's a close second, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, number seven, Less Than I Do by Van Camino. I just had a friend of mine, like, send me this song, like, I want to say maybe like a month or two ago, and I, I, I listened to it, and I was just immediately like, oh my gosh, I'm, I, I was just immediately hooked, and like, I really want to make something like that song that has that same kind of like airy, like vibey feel. So, love that song. Love the flow. Love the lyrics. Love the instrumentals. That song's really, really good. Uh, number six, I think you're really cool by Garden. If y'all, I wasn't a huge fan song. of it. I listened really? to it. I listened to that in the Band Camino one. The Band Camino one was good, but didn't slap as hard as it does on like Instagram, like mm. the way it sounds. But Garden, I was just like, eh, it's okay. Yeah. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> moving <laughs> on. <laughs> I deserve that. I deserve that. Yeah. All right. So originally I was thinking, okay, I can't put my own songs on my list, right? That's yes, cheesy and just awful and like super egotistical. But then I realized, wait a second, yes I can put this one on the list because uh they aren't um uh, Travis Scott's Burning Nightmare cuz oh, <laughs> it's a mashup of two go. songs Travis that Scott's aren't even mine. Remix, Travis Scott's Burning Remix, that's fucking slap happening. <laughs> All righty. Uh number 4 was The Book of You and I by Alec Benjamin. Uh first time I heard it wasn't a super huge fan, but now I listen to that song almost daily and I absolutely love it. Uh <laughs> <laughs> number three we're getting in the top three so number three drum roll please <laughs> starts tapping. N- uh, by michael riccardi Whoa! i don't i don't it's weird you've shown me so many of your like unfinished projects for songs that like i can't remember I can't actually remember if you ever showed me this song before it came out, but I, I I was just doing the dishes like last night and I was just like, Oh, like they're doing the listening party. I guess I can just listen to the song while I'm doing dishes. And I listened to it and I was just like, that, that is definitely by far like the best song that you and Nate have made. I really, really, really like it. Your, um, your vocals are sounding much better your flow has improved a ton and your lyrics are just top tier so that's number three number two last night was armageddon by or last night was armageddon now i'm fine by indie music Woo! because look at you oh <laughs> oh my gosh like even if this song wasn't made by one of my like best friends it's just so good like the i'm nate has a really interesting way of like showing no emotion in person but then his music actually shows emotion so it makes him seem human yeah (laughs) (laughs) but seriously though it's like (laughs) what i was actually gonna say (laughs) is um like he he's got this way of um taking emotions 
that are really, really hard to describe and really hard to, like, articulate. And he's, like, making, taking those emotions and, like, bringing them into something that you can, you know, hear and observe in a way that's very reminiscent of, like, I Prevail or Too Close to Touch. But what's really impressive about Nate's is the fact that he does it with no lyrics, which mm -hmm. is just, like, I have no idea how he does that. And that's just... He invented a whole genre. That's why Seriously? he was like, the fans are going to name it. And I'm like, well, I'm your biggest fucking fan, so I'm calling it Voiceless. <laughs> that's... Okay, and that is, like, the most accurate way that you could describe it is because it's, like it is that kind of it is kind of a poetic irony of like there are no lyrics it is voiceless but it says so much and it's crazy but yeah uh actually last technically night... last night i was armageddon or last night I was armageddon now i'm fine uh has one word that you can actually hear and it's okay it's okay true and, that and that's my like a favorite sample. I know, it's that's so my good. favorite sample, and I, I kind of wish it was in there more, <laughs> honestly. Mm -hmm. um, but hey, you don't. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to spoil us too bad. But mm -hmm. uh, but yeah. And also on a more just like on a less objective note and a more like subjective, just what the song means to me. This is uh, this is a song that I listened to on one of the worst nights of my life that happened pretty recently. Mm -hmm. And like, it legitimately helped me through that night. Well, I, I say night. It was like, like 4 a.m. till probably like 7 a.m. I was listening to, uh, I was listening to this. I was listening to Identity by Grandson and like a couple other songs. But it's like this, this was one of the big ones that I just kept coming back to because it was just so like soothing and it made it, it honestly like made that night like, you know, just a little more bearable. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's always going to be like a really, really special song for me. And the fact that it inspired me to go out and, um, make the one that make, made me cry. Yeah. Make an entire album. That's like all inspired by those kinds of like, vibes that that song had which by the way for those of you listening yes i'm making a new album and i am just i decided that uh we are going to release the first song from the album as a single so like a teaser single and that is dropping on christmas day so as long as everything goes planned it'll be there <laughs> possibly remember possibly. what happened with home tonight that possibly shouldn't happen. the 26th possibly the 26th i have a really hopefully... cool idea for the artwork and we have to tell you because it's like okay i'm i'm really excited about this for those of you wondering home tonight i was really really i'm still partial on that song because it's like i worked on it for so long that i kind of got the whole like tired ear syndrome thing going on this song oh it's almost boats... to a thousand by the way I need you to give me that login info so I can see this stuff. <laughs> it's, it's fucking crazy, dude. I'm looking, you're like only like 160 That's away. So cool. Dude. I'm so mad. It took me so long to finally get a song over a thousand. It's just like, first Thank single. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Yeah, it's because I've been riding your coattails like a little bitch. But... Shout out to Spicy and Preston. I will say, y'all are like our biggest fans, like ever, <laughs> on anything. And the love is just insane dude nate's stuff is almost a 500 because they added it to the i am god playlist 
Dude, yes. That's awesome. Also, that I will say, I just earned another follower uh, on uh, Spotify, and I think because, like, three of my songs are now over a 1,000, I'm getting put on other stuff, and people are finding yes, it. Yes, finally. That's that's super dope. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, your number one about? song. <laughs> oh, yeah. So... Yeah, <laughs> got all that squared away. New single coming out, albums coming later, blah, blah, blah. Get excited for that. Get hyped. Yee! That being said, <laughs> number one song. I'm debating if I should go into a whole lot of detail on this or if I should just like leave it as it is, but it is Time by NF. Michael reminded me <laughs> when he mentioned it, and I was like, oh, yeah, that, because mm-hmm. every, screw it. I'm going to go into detail on it. Um every time i have like super big like anxieties or fears about like the future and like future relationships or a certain future relationship Mm -hmm. um i always come back to this song because it's just so (sighs) it's just so beautiful you know and it's like it's that I feel like it kind of encompasses this one idea that I heard one time that I just absolutely love, which is that um, love is not a noun. It is a verb. It is like an active thing that you have to be like continually doing in order to like keep it alive. You know, it can't just be something where you're just like, oh, yeah, I love you. And then just leave it at that. Like if you love someone, you have to be constantly like proving it and you like you're making a choice every single day to you know love that person or those people and and it's not always an easy choice to make you know there are going to be days where you don't want to make that choice you want to just like walk away from everything and like you know give up on all this stuff that you you've worked for and that other people have worked for and so it's like it's a really difficult choice to, you know, stick with that and continue loving someone. And so I feel like Time by NF just really helps to encompass that and, like, voice that feeling of, like, hey, I know I'm not perfect, but I am willing to work on myself. I'm willing to do, like, whatever it takes to, like, better myself so that I can be a better person, A, just you know, for me, but also so I can be a better person for you, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's just like, oh my gosh, I love that song. I th- First time I heard it, I was like, in, by like the second verse, I was in tears already. And like to this day, I still get like super emotional when I listen to it. So that song is just beautiful. Damn. You you had a you had a lot to say. <laughs> Those ones are. I've been saving up all. I've been saving up words all episode. Just saving up words all episode. I think you've been saving up for since we've been doing fucking music review podcasts. That was like thirty minutes. So where was this energy? We could have used this energy on other reviews. Even even the review we did today, like any of our yeah, literally. You said now I'm really and... wishing I had like. Now I really wish I'd listened to it. <laughs> well, uh, winding down. Uh, this is a quick list. Uh, least favorite album singles uh, that were released in 2020. 
Um, singles is easy. All My Life by Attack Attack. It was their comeback single. They hyped it up to be crab core and all this shit. And it was just not. It just wasn't. It was weak. And it, it it's a good song, objectively. It's good. But you don't hype it up and say, we're bringing back crab core. And then fucking drop this shit. Like, fuck y'all. <laughs> fuck y'all. Um... Least favorite albums of it at number four is My Turn by Little Baby. I can't stand this album. I can't. I really hate it. Uh, Pluto x Baby Pluto. Did... No. No. Uh, Savage Mode 2 by 21 Savage. Uh, the one that I reviewed all by myself, apparently. Uh... Stopped the recording as well. Well... Uh, you know that we just had an abrupt ending. You know, as long as the file's not dead. True. What happened? Because this has been two and a half hours. Oh, there he is. Oh, did I crash? You just out died. There? Oh, yeah. You, you, okay, where yeah. did I die? Where did I die? Uh, you were talking about the energy of Travis. <laughs> of what? Of Travis? Oh mm-hmm. my God. Okay, so I said a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, you've been dead for like two and a half minutes. Okay, so short version. Um. My least favorite albums and singles of 2020. Um, All My Life by Attack Attack. They hyped it to be Crabcore. It wasn't. It was fucking disappointing, and I hate them for it. Um, number four is My Turn by Little Baby. Couldn't stand that album. It They had, like, three songs, and that was it. Um, three is Pluto x Baby Pluto. Did not like that one, <laughs> except for, like, two songs. It's not good. Uh, number two was Savage Mode 2 by 21 Savage, the one I apparently reviewed all by myself. <laughs> yeah, there was here. Yeah. And then number one. Now, um, if the guy wasn't such a fucking worthless asshole, um, this may have made it onto my top five list of 2020. Um, Brooks by Jason. This man single-handedly made me into a fan, did the podcast, I interviewed him. It was great. Thought we had a good friendship. And he's a fucking asshole. And I hope his career burns. I hope he doesn't make it at all. I you hope his career feels like fire? Yeah. Call his career burning because it makes me feel like fire. Like I'm fucking Ayo. angry. I fucking total hypocrite, total asshole, just begging for attention. You're an attention whore, all right? And I will say this right now. Uh, nah is like the ultimate diss track because I dissed two people that were total fucking assholes. One for a real life reason, and then this one for just being a dick. And uh, yeah, Jason was dissed on it. And uh, you know what, dude? If you ever listen to it, I hope you feel the words and I hope you get pissed off. Write a fucking diss towards me, homie. Do it. Write a diss. I want to burn your ass down. All right. I'll write a fucking album about it. I don't care. I'll burn everything down. I hate this album is my least favorite because of how big of an asshole he was. I, you're an asshole. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Fuck you. Gosh. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just hearing like Nate in my head. It's just like that. I hate you. That thing that he does. I hate you. Yeah. I hate you. Son of a bitch, shut up! I hate him. Yeah, uh, I hate him. 
and I'm glad that my best song uh, will topple the fuck out of yours. Yeah. Least favorite just Pluto X Baby Pluto in all five slots. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, I I that is probably I, no, the, the, my least favorite album I've it. ever listened to in my entire life. If it wasn't tested album with every being of my soul. It honestly, I was gonna put my turn higher, like as one of my most hated, but then I realized that there were a lot of songs that like I could listen to it. I don't think my turn's that bad. I like hate it's it. not great but i don't think it's horrible i think it has some redeemable moments emotionally star scarred is really good oh i like that but that's why i said there's a few songs on there that i do like which makes it redeemable but it wasn't my, i did but, not enjoy listening to it pluto, pluto x baby pluto. pluto i had like three songs that were like really good for me on there so i was like okay this is good savage mode dude i was just bored it's fucking bored i like that i couldn't stand it and then brooks again i it was well done it was a good album i reviewed it on episode two <laughs> and then I did an interview with the dude, and like I loved the album, and then he was an asshole, and I'm just like fuck off, dick. Yeah. Uh, Travis, Travis, what are your least? Uh... You listen to enough music to dislike it. Oh, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Number one, uh, fuck love savage. Yep. <laughs> is that is that all five slots? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. it, shit on it, <laughs> double it. Yeah, but it's like here's the thing. I don't inherently dislike Kid Leroy. Honestly, the reason I disliked that album was because, like, I I, I feel like I t- I touched on this a little bit while we were actually reviewing it. Every single song on that album felt rushed or it felt like shortened which is weird because like if you look at the lengths of the songs they're not inherently short songs but yet they still feel like weirdly cut off and like like they've been shortened and what i think the reason behind that might have been is i feel like when Leroy was actually like writing each song i feel like they were originally longer but then either a producer or his label or some, you know, business executive was basically like, yeah, no, these songs are too long. You need to make them shorter. And so he had to like, you know, really like crunch to find, okay, what are the best parts of each song that like I have to get in so that I can shorten them down as much as possible. And so if that is the case, while I can understand that that's like, you know what are you gonna do like what do you say to that besides well, fuck okay. you i'm gonna write what i want <laughs> i mean if you want to get sued but <laughs> i'm okay breach, i'd rather keep breach, integrity <laughs> breach of contract but um yeah so again i don't really have a problem with kid Leroy. it's just i don't really like that album because i think because of that just one little like nagging feeling of just like oh i feel like these songs should have been longer but they were like cut short by something it's just the whole album is just kind of like eh, could be better you know another thing like if you're taking with the rush i thought that they were well put but mm-hmm. what it could have been is that the album was released after juice world died and they're kind of trying to make him the coattail yeah on the coattail of it so it it could have been that too that they were in the middle of writing and then Juice died and they're like oh shit 
uh, there's your money record this bitch <laughs> um i i think it's perfect but that could absolutely be the case with it um yeah this is a very long podcast so i i hey i said it was gonna be like two two and a half hours <laughs> i told you were like, the finale but Familia. yeah so if y'all have made it to the end of this um if y'all have listened uh i can say hi babe thanks for listening I know you're going to listen to this all the way through. <laughs> so I love you. Thank you Hi, for Mom. listening. Um, otherwise, uh, if y'all made it this far, uh, thank y'all for such a crazy year. I know that um, I started this just so that way I could talk and, you know, not feel so alone in April. And so I could feel like, you know, I was actually able to talk with or share what I'm interested with in with the world and feel like I had some place and it just eventually became where it was me soap and Travis just hanging out and talking and stuff. And I know, uh, for me, this is always the highlight of my week to be able to sit down and just talk and share about the week and talk about music and what other shit goes on in <laughs> this weird quarantine life, because surprisingly it is pretty interesting. Um, so just surprising. This this has been a highlight yeah. and has kept me sane during my quarantine because I literally have been in quarantine since COVID hit and like it was like halfway through the week of being like oh we're getting a two week spring break and then I just couldn't go anywhere. Um, yeah, just thank you guys so much for listening and I know the other guys I'll let them say whatever I'll let you guys say whatever but I know that uh, I'm super thankful and I'm sure they are too. Just thank you all for all the laughs, the joy for the discord stuff. Like we've gotten a lot of people that have listened. Um, Binky, one of them or Mary. Uh, I'm just gonna call her Binky. Cause that's just easier to say. Uh, <laughs> Binky. Uh, to Binky, to spicy, to Preston, to Ray Ray, <laughs> to Swift, to Sora, to Josh, Blake, all of y'all just thank y'all so much for all the love and support constantly. Um, and those are just the ones that like we get to talk to on a daily basis. And so we get to know, um, it's crazy. We had Preston spicy make their own podcast because they loved how much fun we had on this one. And they wanted, <laughs> or they saw it. how successful it was and they wanted in on it. Yeah. And now yeah, they're doing all better. the money we've made. They already got fan <laughs> art. They got fan art. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm mad. You know what? <laughs> Anybody that's listening to this, that listens to Talk to Talk, fuck what they said. They stole our shit. <laughs> they're just younger <laughs> and have no life, so they're able to spend more time promoting it, all right? That's true. Yeah, so... Yeah, blame it. it on the time of promotion, not the will to promote it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know how else to promote it. I mean, I actually, I need to start posting it back on my main account. I think that's when mm -hmm. we start having like a drop of people listening because we only have like 20 followers. <laughs> uh, anyway, all that to say, thank you all so much for making this year so memorable with everything. Um, I'll let you guys say something before I wrap it up. Accept cracks from strangers. Uh, start a proletariat <laughs> revolution, hypothetically, in a video game. And... Uh, and be yourself. <laughs> True. Perfect. Yeah. That is myself. Accepting accepting crack from strangers. Did I tell you guys there was a guy who came in to my work the other day who had a brick of cocaine in his backpack, I'm pretty sure? Yeah. 
Did you get some? <laughs> no. <laughs> Stick a straw. Right you, why why are you bringing it up? You're not even. Stick your you're straw. You're proposing a good time. I just, I just, I just shank him with an ornament and steal it. Yes. <laughs> the power Through of Christ the train, He should see it coming. If he's not prepared for the ornament there, then he wasn't prepared to have the brick in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> I want to wow. put that on a shirt. I really want to put that on, like, audio roulette merch now. If he wasn't prepared for the ornament, he shouldn't have had the brick to begin with. <laughs> or no, if he wasn't prepared that for the... so... That sounds so weird out of context. If he wasn't prepared it sounds for weird the... in context, too. <laughs> if he wasn't prepared I mean, yeah. for the brick, he should... <laughs> if he wasn't prepared for the ornament, he wasn't prepared for the brick. <laughs> Drop the brick! <laughs> <laughs> we should make a finale t-shirt like i just we really that. should i'm gonna buy that oh it, like when we make one i'm i'm buying one i'm buying one oh yeah also remember uh japanese man still waiting on those dongos yeah please where's the fucking dongos man come on what? if you're listening to us you obviously can understand english fucking dongos homie the squishy ones what's what's a dongo Clan ad. Hoshi. You, you, <laughs> Hoshi. Oh. I want the dongo. I don't know if that was the right honor, or the right particle there. It's close enough. Particle? The, you know what I mean. The right particle? <laughs> yeah, grammar has particles. Okay? It's hard. It was like, wa, ga, no, other ones that I wah, don't wah, use. Wah, 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 bitch, I'm a baby. <laughs> yeah. Brand new whip has no keys because I stole it and I hotwired it. <laughs> GTA? <laughs> Is that you? Wait. You said he was in Japan? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Dongo de isoi de. That means hurry up with the dongos. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it does. Yeah, it does. How to make what me was it? Dongo isoi de? Isoi de. Didn't you leave out? The, I'm pretty sure you left out a particle. Dongo de. <laughs> I think you yeah, have to de is some the particle there. there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you left it there. De, de, de is the particle. De. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if you just said a sentence and just said, like, the parts of it. Like, coffee, want. That's what That's what you sound like. You're <laughs> that, just like, I is coffee, what, want. Dude, that is what I sound like every morning. I coffee, want, give. <laughs> <laughs> I coffee, want, give. Okay. No, that's what you, you sound like when you don't use your particles. All right, we're okay. putting, like, we're gonna put like we're going man. to put on the year in shirt, uh, twenty AR twenty twenty, particles and yelling. <laughs> do like do like use your particles and just have all of the Japanese particles down the sleeves and it looks oh cool, but it doesn't mean anything. Cool. It doesn't yes. mean anything. It's just yes. like is two that. of the we need to do that. Yeah, basically use the Pomeranian. Use the particles. Oh. <laughs> Gosh. The particles, Mason, what do they mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, it's Jason Bourne. <laughs> Black Ops made by Bandico. Konishiwa, <laughs> Mason! <laughs> oh no! Moshi moshi. Moshi moshi. Hello, moshi moshi. By the way, Tony Kawa ended. Um. So, you now. So did, Don, uh, so did Don Machi. I have Don not Machi seen it. I have not seen it. I have not seen it. I was ready. insanely disappointed and angry. <laughs> I am not ready. I am not ready. Um, I hated it. But Tony Kawa has 12 episodes, and you can now watch them all <laughs> in a row. <gasps> that a threat? Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
the game was rigged from the start. <laughs> no. Um, Travis, do you have any words to say to the viewers before we end? Uh, thanks for almost one thousand. Can we hit actually a thousand? That'd be super cool. Thanks. Also, stream my new song, Boats, when it comes out on Christmas. <laughs> That's all I got. I just nothing got to say, nothing else to say. Nothing just, else to say. Just just plugs. I'm like follow really us on Twitter. Cheap Spencer's just <laughs> only plugs. Follow us on Twitter. <laughs> follow us on Twitter. You uh, filthy animals. Uh yeah. This has been <laughs> Audio Roulette 2020. We uh lots of fucking memories. Everything. Follow uh, us on Twitter, you sick fucks. <laughs> no perfect, you sick fucks. <laughs> um yeah so nudge just dropped go check that out uh boats is going to be coming out on christmas um this is going to be going up after christmas so uh if y'all haven't listened to it yet go listen to it Nudge came out today the day we're recording is twelve twenty. um anniversary of hum uh if y'all get hum to six thousand, y'all get a Catboy made outfit uh music video <laughs> for nah um, i'm so excited for that uh, y'all better start streaming it because it's only at 2400 oh dear <laughs> um thank y'all for all the love and support with the music and the podcast this year um seriously like i'm i i did not think that it could get any better and it did so thank y'all so much uh all links are going to be in the description um to everything I'm going to leave link to uh, the remix, Travis Scott's Burning remix, <laughs> and uh, to uh, <laughs> Nuh and uh, Boats. So go and stream all that. Thank you all so much for listening, and uh, we will see you in the new year with um, probably a lot more. See you next year. To... Ah, I was trying so hard not to say it. <laughs> I made it easier for you. <sighs> <laughs> um yeah, we love y'all and uh we will see y'all next time. Bye bye. Yeah. <laughs>